Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Bastards Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how drunk Brad is here. <laughs> Boy, is, is he ever. I feel like he improvised that. My name is... Oh yeah, I forgot to write one. My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly. Hey. Matt Polly. Hey there. Together we are the Inglorious... Bro. Motherfucking Bastards. Uh, yeah, thanks for man, thanks for joining I us. Am, I am on one. I've had diarrhea for about five straight hours, <laughs> and all the nutrients I've lost have now been vacated and, and replaced by pure alcohol. All right. Well, speaking of which, hey, fun fact: don't drink four shots of espresso at once. Yeah, don't. <laughs> or eat questionable what ham. Apparently, or eat questionable hey, ham. That was my nickname in high school. No. Questionable ham? <laughs> Why? Why would that have been your name in high school? John's brother? <laughs> he's, the, he's the lesser ham brother. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's questionable. He works at a fucking 7-Eleven somewhere. questionable at best. Uh, okay, so I had, uh, man, Brad and I both had from 18th Street Brewery, Boy, one of our favorite boring. breweries. We've had this before on the pod, man. Have we? Yeah, we have. A long time okay, ago, well, yeah. It's goddamn delicious. Uh, the from the ver- their vertical series, Hunter Vanilla. It's a double uh, double milk stout with vanilla added. Man, God, it's so 18th good. Street from Hammond, Indiana. Fun fact: they now have a tap room and restaurant. And we have not been in there yet. Indianapolis. Let's make that happen soon. Yeah. That needs Let's to happen. Let's do it. Let's do it on Patreon.com <laughs> slash Pastors Podcast. Yeah, for real. Um, I, I, I drink- also had what did I have to uh, bourbon wise. Uh, you had New Riff single yeah. barrel. Oh man, it's good. And I had Willet Family Reserve Rye, which is God, it's so it's, good. There, it's yeah. the best rye out there. Yeah. I had a handcrafted Atlanta hard cider, crisp apple. That came from cider. the Nicole, Fra- right? The Frasers, I believe. The Frasers, yeah, I think it was. I think oh it was yeah, the Frasers, yeah, it is yeah. the Frasers. Yeah. Um, I like a good, good hard cider. I don't give every a shit. once in a while, yeah, especially man. in the fall, man. Yeah, like good yeah. stuff. So, um, I, I also heard on a podcast, uh, Star Wars podcast, I was listening to. They talked about a. Um, a what is it? cinnamon toast crunch shot? I thought, huh? we'll, yeah. we'll try it. So this is a cinnamon toast. Well, you gotta explain shot. what it is. I'm gonna fucking it's, throw it's, up tonight. Uh, it's equal parts rum chata, which is good, and fireball, which is not good, which so, is literal poison. So yeah. let's do it's shots. It's banned in like shots, every boys. country. All right, here we go. Uh, that's uh, that's cinnamon toast crunch. Oh man, boy, that's off-puttingly thick. Well, rum chata generally oh, is. Yeah. God. Mm. I'm not. I'm not mad about that though. I mean, it's yeah. I would. I would probably get maybe the Tennessee Tennessee Fire whiskey that they do is. I yeah, thought about it's that. better than Fireball. I thought about that, but I just thought I'd. I don't know that it. it tastes like a cinnamon toast crunch. It's, it's no. pretty delicious. It's, it's pretty cinnamon close. and it's milky. I if I was a sorority girl, I could down a number of those. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, after about three White Claws, those are those are uh, shots for people that don't like alcohol. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like milk. It is. it is. It's milk with cinnamon in it. Yeah, my cat would drink that. <laughs> <laughs> it's also oh, never mind. Don't, don't, don't. I just, no, I'm not gonna say anything. I was just gonna say. Michael's that like, I'd lick that off your chest. If I was a, if I was a stripper, my my stripper name would be cinnamon, cinnamon with milk. That's that's Michael. See, when I say stop, that means fucking stop. There was stop. nothing wrong with... S- <laughs> There's nothing wrong. What's what's wrong here? 
This is a safe spot. This is a safe space, man. That's where I tell my Brad Brad is done. My inner Brad is Brad Brad is Michael drunk. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'd lick that off your chest. <laughs> no, we got it. You're the only one that thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> is, is next week my turn to get hammered? Oh, you God. were last week. Brad's this week. This is great. Oh. I tell you what, some of the hardest times I laugh oh is watching him lose his shit, man. It's great. Oh, God. You um, guys finish. I'm going to go lay on the couch. <laughs> oh, announcement, announcement, announcement. Oh, fuck. Um, next so, week. Yeah, next week, ask a pastor. Leave us a voicemail um, at 484-PASTOR. That's 484-727-8373. That phone number is in the show notes. So call. Leave voicemail. Uh, if, if you if you don't leave enough voicemails, it'll just be extended into the newsfeed. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So, or a really short episode. Do we have so, any? We do have some. We've, we, are the, the, any of them serious or good? Or? Are, are, are any of them serious? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. You're the one that gave us whatever the fuck that was. I just drank that fucking cinnamon cum or whatever. Oh, it was that we God. Jesus. It's like Cinnabon, but with God. Oh. Extra gooey. I'm not sure that, Stop not it. Sure that franchise is going to take off. You, you like the gooey buns at Cinnabon. Now we'll make your buns gooey with Cinnabon. Michael. See, Brad, you're just... You're... Man, <laughs> Kathleen, I'm so sorry. <sighs> my my cynicum brings all the Michael. To the stop it! God damn it! God, <laughs> man, yet. This I've never. I don't know that I've ever seen him like this. Oh my god! This is, this is easily the most, the hardest I've ever seen Brad yeah. laugh. And that's a <laughs> my cynical brings <laughs> Oh god, we got We got We got We got a podcast to do. Uh, if you'd like to buy us around or help. <laughs> Help dra- Brad stay drunk. Go to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. <laughs> patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Oh my God. Oh, Tell shoot. me when you're ready for, for, oh. for uh, what's his face? What? Who? What? Gary Busey. Oh, sh- I, dude, I All right, well, don't all right, have that tonight. We're going <laughs> to. Shit. Next, Brightside? Oh, you're listening to Brightside oh, with uh, Mr. Brightside himself, fly. Matt Polly. Oh my god. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly wrong, uh, something you've forgotten. What are we doing? Bright side. side. What do yeah. you got? What do you got? Uh, Beth and I went out for Valentine's Day, which we never fucking oh, do. Oh man. The, the, the benefits of having a 17 year old son is he can watch your 10 year old son. <laughs> nice. Which is pretty awesome. 
Um, so we, Beth and I, with Elijah being older, we've been able to do more, you know, date night type things. Yeah. Because yeah. he, they stay, Jude stays in one room, Elijah stays in another, and that's pretty much how it works. So um, we went to Upland, which was nice. We saw uh, our friend, a uh, friend of the podcast, Jen Williams. Never heard of her. Oh yeah, you know like, the person that started a church with us. Oh, that person that was oh, yeah. that was came on the podcast and was drunk like the whole time. That too. Well, again, she probably had like half a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yes. So anyway, uh, she and her uh, her um, uh, partner and uh, Jen's brother was in town, so they were oh. out. They just we happened to run into him at up. I didn't know so, she had a brother. Yes, uh, really nice guy. So we met him. Um, but anyway, we went to Upland, and I had man, I had the hot chicken sandwich there. Yeah, dude. That thing is fucking legit. So, was it hot? It was hot. Yeah, and they have a teddy bear kisses. Chicken. Huh? Was it, chicken? it was chicken, Brad. Yeah, was go. It, a sandwich? it was a sandwich, Brad. Yeah. Where did he go? I don't know. What are you doing? He literally just walked all the way around. You walked all the way around just to get a paper. T- okay. Um. Anyway, it, we did. We never. We don't give a shit about Valentine's Day, but it was like, yeah. man, let's just go out. And Upland wasn't super busy. We got a table like right away. Um, or within five minutes of getting there, so it was great. Yeah. They had a teddy bear kisses variant with peppermint. Ooh. Dude, teddy bear kisses, it. midnight prayers, little white flowers all <laughs> up in her hair. Yeah, whatever. Um, we've had a number of them on the podcast. We had the, the one with orange zest. We had the one with uh, cacao. We had the one with coconut. This one's peppermint. I've asked twice now. I'm not a big peppermint guy. Dude, I've asked twice now if they have it in cans. It is the best one they do of those variants. You I'm what, not kidding. You know what they should do is a cinnamon flavored one. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Teddy bears like Hey, can we get another cinnamon. one of those shots? <laughs> yeah, that's what you need right now. <laughs> hey, Just Michael. top me off. No, no, me off. no. I'm cutting you off. No. <laughs> Oh, he says with another fucking full beer in front of him. I don't work tomorrow. <laughs> I don't either. Okay, fill him up. Um. Anyway, hey. that's right over there. You can. Anyway, do it. I don't I, know what the ratio is. It's half and half. Anyway, it's, it's literally. I put three fourths and three fourths. An ounce. Anyway, we never go out for Valentine's Day. We just it was a Friday night. We were free. We had nothing going on, and it was like let's just go have dinner, and it was nice. I'm a very blessed. Individual. Did you put out? Yeah, I did. Proud of you. Um, my second son was conceived on Valentine's Day, by the way. And oh. I, just FYI. Um, not 10 feet from where you're sitting, actually. Oh, my um, God. Anyway. Oh, my God. Yeah. God damn it, Brad. We just found out Jude was conceived within 10 feet of where? where point, point, point to the place. Right there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway. I can I can feel the anyway musk. I I'm just I'm just, I'm truly <laughs> no the residual ten year musk <laughs> anyway I'm just what you guys fucking do this every time I say anything I'm sorry you guys dick around no, I'm not dicking around I'm listening I'm asking questions are you it's actually better invested. with more cinnamon with more fireball than rum chata <clears throat> I'm gonna go fix myself <laughs> anyway. I, it was just, it was, it's just nice. We get to go out sometimes and it's just, it's just nice to spend time with my wife. She's a delightful human being and, and you're a piece of shit and I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, that, that all checks out. It does check out. Anyway, I'm going to go get a refill. I'm truly blessed. So right. anyway, Brad, you gotta, you gotta, uh, I went out 
for Valentine's Day too. Matt watched my children. I did. Well, well. In a manner of speaking. And by watch their children, I mean he sat and drank beer on my couch and watched TV while they just played no, video games. No, your chair, not your couch. <laughs> oh, sorry. Big difference. Uh, we had just wonderful uh, Middle Eastern food, which yeah. is one of our favorites. Yeah. Anatolia uh, and Bloomington, if you're nearby. Yep. Just fantastic. So went to a record store, got some. Got some new blues records. Yeah. Some Blind Lemon Jefferson. Nice. Some Blind Willie Johnson. A lot of blind guys. Dude, if you're looking for good blues music, find somebody named Blind blind. Anything. Anything. Blind or Howling. You know my favorite? Yeah. Third Eye Blind. That's that's my favorite (laughs) blues band. No, not that, Michael. (laughs) How's it gonna be? (laughs) Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. We could cut ties with all the lies that you've been living in. You officially know more. That's I'm, I'm tapped out. Understand. I learned to play it in college on the acoustic because yeah, I was a douche. G, C, and D. Probably no, e, there's got to be an E minor. No, it starts. At, I think it's like C, F, G. Oh yeah, it's in that C key. Okay. Anyway. Oh. Uh. Nice. Anyway, it was it was fantastic. We yeah. had a we had a great night. I love my children, but it's always nice to just be away with my wife. Yep. It's great. Yeah. So, well, I, I have a Thank you for actually. watching the children. You're welcome. You got a four pack of beer out of it. I did. Uh, mm. Taxman, actually. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, I do. I have a second one, actually. Uh, what day was it? I was over at your house? Uh, Saturday. Yeah. Brad called me Saturday on the way home. He's like, it was like 50 degrees here and sunny on Saturday. Yeah. So it was super nice out, like springtime weather. Where I was like, hey, get a couple cigars. That was Sunday. That was Sunday. That was Sunday. <laughs> Get a couple of cigars and come over, and I'm like, okay, like I hadn't planned on doing anything, but it was it was just a nice like we sat outside, drank bourbon, and smoked a cigar and talked in the sun, and it was it was nice. Yeah, it was. It nice. was just yeah, it's just always nice to hang out like that just for no fucking reason. So nice. Brad and I are friends. Mm. Most of most the days, yeah. <laughs> now that now that we now, don't now that we don't we, work together, now that we don't work, <laughs> yeah, we actually like each other We're much again. better. Yeah. That's fair. Now they don't have to listen to your simpering bullshit. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, apo- I I did apologize you to you have, guys. You have yep. apologized. Recently, because I was like, yeah. my God, my coworker complains all the yes. fucking time. I'm so fucking You said sorry. it's like a paragraph about it. And I was reading it. I was like, God, does he not realize? Like, <laughs> no, like. This is him? No, like, no, like I did. Yeah, and you that's, did. Yeah. And that's why I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. What have I done? That's what I sounded like. Jesus fucking Christ. What a dick. Uh, I can't believe you guys didn't kill me. Jesus. We, we wanted to. We wanted to. I know. Again, I'm sorry. I didn't go. We didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. We we bought each other books. That's our love language. That's cool. Yeah. So I like that. We, uh, on, what was it, sa- Saturday, we went to, uh, we have like a traditional like date that we do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to used bookstores up in. Oh, up in dude, Green I fucking. Oh, I went to used bookstores on Sunday. Yeah. God, I, I got some great stuff. I mean, I, I love it because you, you never know what you're going to get. Like, you can't go into it with like, I'm looking for this, this, yeah, this. No, you can't. Because yep. that's not what you're going to find. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's it was good to, to do that and, you know, hang out. Uh, I also, could go to used bookstores every day of the week. Yeah. And I and I probably would find something. I got like a fifty week. year old copy of. <clears throat> I went on Sunday to a place called Caveat Emptor, which is downtown Bloomington, yeah. on the square. On the square, I got 
three books for a total of $17. One was an old copy of Till We Have Faces by C.S. Lewis. Oh, jeez. I've never <clears> read Which that. you and Josh are always yeah, talking about. I've never it's read like that. the best nonfiction, have, or the best fiction that he's written. How, which copy did, did, did it have the stained glass? No, oh, I mean, shit. it's like a, it's a, it's a paperback copy. I don't know yeah, how old it that's is, what but I got like a, says women's. a really, really old copy of Anna Karenina and a really old copy hardback of, um, uh, David Copperfield by Charles Dickens for a literally a total Delusion. of like a total of like fifteen dollars. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's, it's a cool just, store, man. It is. It's a cool store, but you once again like <laughs> you just got to go in and look and find I, something. Like, I go into go the and stores and I'm like, I almost bought like a series of books by Hegel, which are in German. Why the fuck? <laughs> yeah, why? Why? Just to have them like. <laughs> I don't fucking read German, but it's like they would look so cool on my shelf. Like, just, and people are like, the one just, guy, in case, yeah. just in case fucking Slavo Zizek ro- rolls into my neighborhood and knocks on my door, I can show him. Hey, man, I got I got some some Hegel here. You know, he's not German, right? Yeah, but he he's read oh. the German. Of course he has. He's because why wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, Slavo Zizek. Fun at parties. You guys mm-hmm. watch the Taylor Swift documentary yet? Mm hmm. Man, it was really good. No, that's probably my bright side. It was really, really. Yeah, good. I'm gonna. I, I'm not a Taylor Swift no, fan, but it, I've heard it's good. Yeah, it's it's a good. It's a like some of it, like the stuff on ego and what she like, even like the 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 culture of like her being brought up to basically please people. Like that was her whole goal and whole focus. Yeah, and uh, how that has has shaped who she is and kind of put a weird it's a it's a weird space so it's a really honest and open documentary i read uh i read an article an article it was in one of the books chuck klosterman yeah big fan of chuck klosterman's writing um not sure he'd be super fun at parties but um, i don't know i think he'd be okay he might be he'd be pretty fun anyway but he he did an interview with taylor swift and he i think he talked about as like one of the most self-aware people you'll (laughs) ever meet like she's very aware of what she's doing yeah what she's putting into the world her image yeah. like she's very and not not like an egotistical way but she's very aware of just who she is as a person oh yeah and, and hyper yeah. i think she's been hypersensitive to uh in the early part of her career not to offend anyone yeah and and kind of her last album was more of her just coming out as who she is and all yeah. these thoughts and feelings. i can respect that. her as an artist she's so. not for me yeah yeah and but she, i can respect her as an artist and she is an excellent songwriter and she can pump out the hits man it's insane yeah. like you get to see aspects of her writing songs and them being shaped as she goes along and, yeah. and, and yes she does have a few other people that she collaborates with but by and large she comes up with the majority of her songs does she collaborate great. and listen yes all right yes she does um all right well uh new uh, music section yeah hey Hey, Come hey. over and have a seat. No, this isn't this CCM. CCM no, it's not. If you try hard enough. No, it fucking isn't. No, it's fucking not. It will all. be for you because you're going to play some fucking horse no, shit. No, I'm not going to play that. Uh, so Actually, I am going to. So. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I played a song by Avila, which is pre-Stoner's band uh, from, yeah. the, from NUMA fame and yeah. from uh, works at uh, Center, Center for, for Action, Action and Contemplation fame. Oh, Dickie you listen to the uh, Another Name for Everything podcast. She's one of the hosts of that. Uh, I played the song I Tried. Well, their album called Feminine Tense comes out Friday. 
Yes. Yeah, I'm Fucking excited. A, man. Uh, I'm gonna play another song. God, they I love they released another single. She released another single. I try to say goodbye and I nope. choke. Nope. Nope. Last week, I think it was like on Friday or Saturday, released another single. So this is the song every time. I'm really looking forward to this full album. Well, I remember the first song you played yeah. being like, oh, okay. I've been dying for new music from her, man. Yeah, man. It's so fucking great. Give me a deep groove, man. Dude, the first two songs that they've released have been so good. Well, I can't wait till Friday now. Shit. She's a great singer. I'll tell you what, man. She has a fantastic voice. Her songwriting is incredible. Yeah. Really looking forward to it. I tell you what, there have been times where I've woken up in the middle of the night, like, say, Friday morning at 3 a.m., and I have looked at Apple Music to see what downloads. I know. Because I, I fucking love Fridays. Yep. Because I can try new music. Thank God for Apple Music. I can try new music. If I like it, great. If I don't, whatever. But it's it's always Fridays, man. I look yeah. forward to Fridays every week. Yep. So, so that is. Friday, the band is called Avila. There's a number of Avila bands out there. Yeah. One of which is like heavy metal. This is not. So if you're looking for the album is called Feminine Tense. Uh, and it's got a, it's, I think that's her, uh, in a kind of like a nun's habit in white on the mm. front. Okay. Um, so if you're looking for that album, it is, it's, I think the whole album, the first two songs they've released have been be so great. freaking yeah. good. Cannot wait for the whole if the album. If album's half as good as yeah. that, it's going to be great. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Derek Webb's album drops Friday. Yeah, it too. does. So the whole, yep. the whole I mean, I've been listening to that again. So, God, it's yep. good. It's been a few months. Probably should have him back on. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Well, we already had him on to talk about the album. Who so. gives a shit? Let's talk yeah. about it. It's his fucking letters. Derek. Let's yeah. talk about whatever. Uh, okay. Brad didn't like this album. That's fine. Wait, what? Tame Impala. Tame Impala? Is that a name? Yes. God, he... It's the first... It's the last first... two albums of his have just bored me to fucking tears. Really? Yes. You're the one that introduced me to him. I liked that album. What was the one a few years ago? The first one? Or the third one? Uh, Hold on. Current... Uh, it's the one from five years ago. They haven't released one in five years. Um, That's not fucking true. Yes, it is. It's absolutely true. Uh, Currents, 2015. No, it's the one before that. Lonerism. <clears throat> Lonerism is the last one of those I've really liked. So they have Interspeak, Lonerism, <clears throat> and Currents, and then they just release a slow rush. I really like this fucking... I it's, mean, it's fine. I don't hate it. It's just... Whatever. I don't... It's anyway, just, I don't, whatever. this is the song... The album is The Slow Rush. The band is Tame Impala. Um, the this song's called Lost in Yesterday. I just feel like every song sounds the same. <sighs> whatever.
Well, it's funny because now I like it listening to it here. I didn't so, like it. I'll, I'll listen to it again. So the, the second half of the album is more indicative of what they've done in the past, of the stuff you're talking about, yeah. I think. The fir- I can see where you said the first half. You were like, I was just bored after yeah. four songs. I can see that. Okay. Well, maybe. But I if need you to pick, give it if you get shot. through the last half of the album, All it right. picks up. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. So, I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it, and that's fine. I just, I really like Tame Impala. I was looking forward to that album all year. So, nice, Michael. What uh, bullshit do you no, have to no, play? I, well, I'm not. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I kind of blow up somebody's spot here. Let me blow up somebody's spot. What? I'm gonna blow up somebody's spot. So I don't know what that means. Uh, okay, so Josh Casey was on the podcast last yeah. week. Who? Who? Yeah, never exactly. heard of her. Never um, heard of her. And can, you know, can I get another show? I no, believe you fucking can't. No, you need to. You need to sit down for this. Um, so, so he when we were doing this segment, uh, he was like, uh, uh, what what song are you going to say that nobody's going to put on their playlist? Well, fuck you, Josh. So <laughs> you, you know, uh, yes, us, fuck us, you, Josh. us three and Josh have like a a, a Facebook Messenger yes. group. Where Wait, you know titled, it's called. And then there were three. No, 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 no. No, no that's the other one. Without that's the Matt. other one. That's oh, the one. This is called Josh's Education Collective plus Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, so we've got this. Ma- where like, we we often share shit that we like, right? Yeah. So let me just shame Josh here because he went outside of that group and suggested something to me because he knew you guys would shit on it. So. Now I'm going to blow up his spot and share it with you. What Josh sent me that he thought was so great. This is the... Um, you don't the, fucking know me. I do know. No, I do uh, know by the way, I listened to again uh, that uh, Dominique Fils Ami. Yeah. It's by the way, it's... F- I was at... My, my yeah. wife took French in high school. It's yeah. Fils, Fils Ami. Fils Ami. Okay. And She's great. Dude, I fucking... Dude, I listened to all three of her albums. Al- I listened to all three great. of them today. They're great. So good. So yeah. th- this is what Josh sent me because he... Obviously, he knew that you guys would shit on it, so we'll see. I'm this surprised is, he this stopped is, himself. This isn't. I know. This I'm isn't, not going to shit on it just to piss him off. Okay, boy, that's uh, uh, that's meta. This is going to be a challenge. <laughs> that's this is a gonna, meta. This shit is going right to be such a challenge for you. Well, he didn't. He didn't know that I was doing this. So okay. I'm. I'm. I'm exposing him for what he is, like making fun of me and then privately DMing me this song. So okay. here we go. Sonic flow. The horses they run and pound the earth like thunder. The courses they're on. This is Carmen. Might as well be modern week. Carmen. The force of the sun. This is John Michael McMillan. John Mark John McMillan. Yes, it is. The torch of her strength. None can escape. Like the hammering heart of the maker. That's a really good worship song. The hammering, hammering heart. The hammering heart of the maker. The hammering, hammering heart. A ship's tow their lines. All right, there it is. So yeah, no, I don't. I don't even care. About yeah, he's that. right. Yeah, I would I'll, shit on. I'm that. gonna give that a hard. No, he no. didn't even say that you would, would shit on. It doesn't he matter. Just didn't even send it. It to doesn't you matter. He knew fuck, he would. fuck John Mark McMillan. His right. writing is shit. I fucking hate it. All right, here's my real song. Uh, so pop pump is uh, pop pumpkin. Pop, pop pumpkin. Pop pumpkin. <laughs> pop punk. <laughs> I've I've loved it for a while. It is coming back. Um, what pop punk? Pop punk. Pop punk. Um, 
And this is a band I really like. Boy, I, like I tried to years. listen. Speaking of pop punk, tried to listen to the new Green Day. I, album. Got, I got a song into it. I was done. I got it's about three songs, yeah. and I was like, "God, this is bad. It's bad." Uh, this yeah. is like uh, American like, Idiot was the last good album yep. they made. I have, yeah, I, I, and Dookie was the last good album they made before that. So, um, anyway, this is a band called Real Friends. It's from their album Composure. Uh, the song is called From the Outside. I really like it. Late MXPX. Following the feeling, counting cracks across the ceiling. Never reached the depths of them before. Finding flaws in every format. And no but haven't shown that. I could pick myself up off the floor. It's better than the new Green Day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for me, but it's fine. Yeah, 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 it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Michael fucked up. Yeah, I did. Right yeah, I, 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 I went to, the, to hit the stop yeah, on the fine. music. Michael's got two computers. Working, I hit the so stop on. on it's the, fine. For, for now, I've got two computers. Instead of left hand, you went yeah. right hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not a big pop punk fan. Danger, I can. Like, de- I actually don't mind pop punk. It's fine. Yeah, I really hate the new Green Day album, <laughs> but that's. I think yeah, that's pretty. Well, that's this has more than three chords in it. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, it's it's three chords in the truth. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it's and they've got so they've got several albums out that are really good. That's a very Michael album, and yeah. I don't mean that as oh, an yeah, insult. That's yeah, what it's fun. What's the name of the band? Uh, again? It's called Real Friends. That's the name of the band. Real Friends. Okay. Yep. Wait, so, real like real big fish. R E A L. Real. Thank friends. God. Yeah. I'm out. If it's R E L. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's probably my favorite track on their out on their on their most recent album. But there's some older stuff that I really really dig too. That's so. cool. That's a very, I mean, again, that's a very yeah, Michael that album. That is like but that's, actually what I listen to, like on a yeah, norm, sure. on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, basis. yeah, yeah. So versus the, I know you, the other you shit that I play. What album um, is that? Uh, Composure. Okay, that's 2018. So, okay. Yep. They put it on an EP this year, or last year. Yeah, uh, was it, which one was it? Uh, Even more acoustic songs? Yeah, they've got acoustic songs, more acoustic songs, and even more acoustic songs. <laughs> I, recommend, I recommend all three of those. I really, pop punk on an acoustic guitar, I'd get a boner for every time. <laughs> okay. Well, I will never yes. listen to them again. Yep, that is Going that is much. Delete that from the library. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's go into the newsfeed. Uh, yes, let's. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the newsfeed. Hey, and we uh, have Stephanie Rice. Oh, beans. red beans. Week. She's back. Stephanie Rice is back, people. Was she gone? Country. Was um, she back? Was she gone? Uh, no, she's just okay. She hasn't. It's been a month. Well, so right. It's that time. Yeah. It's that time. She of pays month. us a, a stupid amount of money to send us a news story once yeah. a month. Um, I gotta, I gotta dig it up. I, um, where the hell did it go? <laughs> oh my God, Michael! No, no. no I, hold on, it, Stephanie. I, we apologize. Don't, no. don't. We need beer. Don't, don't. She sent me a hey, really. Can I get another one of these? Shirts? No, you fucking can't. All right, so, so you can have is, a low ABV cider. Is what you can have. Yeah. Um. So, this is drink some rum chata bites from HuffPost.com. <laughs> the and liberals premiere shit rag. Jesus All right, so th- this is uh, 
It's from PLC's. Ariana Huffington, the no. left's uh, Drudge Report. Yeah, no. it, 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 it's oh, all, man, literally. I forgot about the that Drudge is Report. fucking literally all it is. God, I watched the, I listened to the Drudge Report. I when I was at Eastview, I had it bookmarked. Uh, why? I did. I didn't know. I didn't fucking know any different, man. I didn't did know any. You not know? I don't know. It would take three seconds of reading that bullshit to realize I don't know. it was a fucking right wing shit. Rag. I know. I, All right. I don't know. I'm so, a slow so learner, Brad. This, this is, uh, hey, can I get another one of those shots? No. Okay. So this this man suffers from a really stop. stop. Give me your glass. Hey, Stephanie Rice wants you to is paying for you to listen. So shut the fuck up and listen. Uh, man. Oh my god. I'm gonna totally There's a video vomit. too. <laughs> Man suffers from really huge big toe on TLC's My Feet Are Killing Me. That's the name of the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? He has a really big, big toe. Like, really huge big toe. I'm tr- let me see if I can just... Let, let me get this background here. So, see if I can get to a spot where it's going to show you on the video here without me unplugging that thing. Tell me when you see it. I don't know. He's, he's It's a big, the, big dude with a beard. Yeah. They're taking off his shoe. shoe. Okay. Ooh, look at the magic. What? It looks normal. Yeah, taking off his sock. Oh. Oh. He has a tattoo on his foot. Oh, my Holy God. God. What the fuck is that? It's like the Jabba, Jabba ah! the Hutt of toes. Take it away. Make it go away. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. His toe is so... Big that he they had to get rid of the toe God, next his to toe it. Toe is bigger than my. He had to get it. rid of the he toe. Had to, to, <laughs> he had well, to. No, that is a fucking penis toe, man, <laughs> dude. God damn, that's a penis toe. If it was a tuna can, dude, it is dude, so big. Think it's, the, it's a tuna can. It's the size of a coke can. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with that? <laughs> so. Um, he has an alar- oh enlarged toe. God. So the toe next to it had to be removed when he was two years old. It was already too big. It was significantly bigger. Um, he says it feels like walking on sandpaper a lot of the times. And he, uh, he started to tend to walk on the side of his foot and it caused him a lot of, of pain on the other foot. Um, uh, because he's, you know, n- you know, not giving the full. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can fuck up your body by like sort of altering the way you walk yep. or like, yeah. Um, what our mom did that yeah. sort of with her knee. What fucked up her knee with like more so than because of how she walked with it. Yeah, yeah. So because you overcompensate for so, it. He so said the last time I saw <laughs> among other things. Last time I saw a doctor. <laughs> Who's with my, me? Huh? Who's know, with me? I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I'm so drunk. So he said the last time I saw a doctor God about my toe, I was nine or ten, and they mentioned cutting off my big toe. Jesus, my mom was really they, opposed. Spoiler to that alert: option. They should have. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, it would have t- would have taken a goddamn bandsaw to get the thing off. Dude, what? It'd be like it'd be like going from trying to kill a Jawa to trying to kill Jawa the Hut with he a fe- knife. He fears that his toe could be or his toe his could toe? Be, his toe could be cancerous. Uh, which he hasn't seen a doctor about his Wait, toe. Wait, is toe cancer a thing? Dude, when you have a toe that big, toe cancer is a real thing, man. You you probably have, you could have toe herpes. I don't know. I don't know when got toes toe get fungus. that big. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Yeah, well. Yeah, 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 so, yeah it's some of that. Mm-hmm. My toe toenails fungi. are gross, man. Yeah. Uh, let's not. I wear socks to the beach. 
I have seen your toes. They are gnarly. They're we great. Need to, we yeah. need to end this podcast before yeah. I throw up on the microphone. We got a ways to go, my buddy. My stomach yeah. is a miasma of fucking alcohol right now. <laughs> okay. Just different kinds of alcohol. I literally can't even right You're the right. one that's just on the second shot of Rum Chata and Fireball. I don't want to hear no, your I, fucking I whining. Michael. All right. What, uh, what do you guys got? Thank you, Stephanie uh, Rice. California woman. California. California. Dream. California. Here we come. Let me know when you're done. All right. We're done. California woman dreamed about eating her engagement ring, woke up to find that she really did. Oh, my oh, God. Shit. I woke up screaming the so other night from she a dream. Was, uh, uh, nobody fucking cares. Okay. Uh, she. Oh, I have. I do have. No, I don't. To say about I don't fucking feet. care. Uh, on Tuesday, Jenna Evans, uh, Brandon's sister, uh, was on <laughs> a high speed train. Faith Evans sister. Faith Evans yeah. sister. Yeah. But she's white. Uh, uh, so it's wait, Faith Evans. Faith no, Evans she, is no, she's, no, she's definitely not. She's wait, definitely black. Am I thinking of somebody different? Yeah. You're thinking, You're thinking of, of uh, Taylor Swift. No. Uh, on Tuesday, Jenna <laughs> Evans. Lee at Grimes. That's it. No. <laughs> Busta's <laughs> sister. <laughs> Busta's sister. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's. <laughs> Oh, I was thinking. I was thinking. I was thinking of Faith Hill. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That might be the in our nine episodes. Shut it down. That might be the best joke that's ever. That's the best thing that's ever been said on this podcast. Oh my God, Michael! <laughs> Can I time out? I gotta tell the audience what I heard in the store the other day. No, 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 you yes. don't. Let me. Let me. Oh, just let me. Them. Let me fucking finish this. Okay, go ahead. All right. Let uh, fucking finish this. Fuck you. On on Tuesday, Jenna Evans was on a high-speed train that was racing down the tracks for fiancé by her side when some, quote, bad guys appeared, she said. There was only one way to protect her 2.4-carat diamond engagement ring, which was to swallow it. No, no, that's not the only way. This is in her dream. No, you can shove it up your ass. So she woke up. Shove it up your butt. Yeah, you well, no. She shoved it down her throat. Same. Uh... Then, wow. Well, okay. <laughs> huh. She said, I popped that sucker off. Same. Put it in my mouth. Same. And swallowed it with a glass of water. Same. Uh, <laughs> then she woke up. Salt, made, made your own salt water. doing so anyway she had this dream that the only way to save her ring was to swallow it and she fucking swallowed it in her her sleep yeah dude you'll do some weird (laughs) shit in your dreams man like uh so she went to an urgent care clinic where doctors decided against letting the ring pass naturally and instead referred her to a gastroenterologist uh they promptly performed an upper endoscopy which is the insertion of a small camera and device down someone's throat. <laughs> Found it. Same. Uh, Evans wow. wrote that a she began. Small device. <laughs> You're really going to go with that? A small device I down mean, someone's yeah. throat? <laughs> Potato papinas. Uh, Evans wrote that she, she began to cry. Same. As she <laughs> signed the release forms for the upper endoscopy. 
Anyway, she got the ring back. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I haven't read the rest of the album. Drunk Brad might be my better than my drunk Michael. I like I haven't read the rest of the story. You can fucking read it. She swallowed her engagement ring, and I'm assuming she shit it out and dug through her shit to get the ring yeah. back. How does it? You have to have some pretty large intestines to. No, I mean no, your intestines are bigger than you think. <laughs> You can get a, I mean, a fucking two and a half carat ring, man. Yeah. Marry that motherfucker. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, hold. I got. I got one more. Oh, great. <laughs> I've got one more. Wife brutally, publicly shames cheating husband, but some say she's gone too far. So I want to hear what you say about this. So this is in uh, England. G'day, mate. Uh, nope. Let's put another <laughs> shrimp on nope. the body. I'm, I'm sober enough to know that that's wrong. Uh, a devastated woman took drastic measures to publicly... Sh- what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? No. God damn it. Fucking... God. Matt. Anyway, so this guy cheats on his wife. She write, She fucking puts a mattress out in front of their house and spray paints in red paint on it this message. I changed the locks, blank, which is his name. Take the bed to blank house. Slut, I'm divorcing you. I told the kids what you did in our bed, and they don't love daddy anymore. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, shit. So, okay. how do we feel I, about I, this? I, I can't imagine why he'd want to get out of a relationship. How do we feel no, about okay, this? No, okay, I'm 50-50 on this. First of all, Fuck you for cheating on her. Yes. Yeah. And Get a divorce, then I do whatever. I'm fair. fine with her shaming him like that. However, yeah, I, don't bring the kids into it. Yeah. That's where I draw. Don't. I don't mean, do but that. even even with the shaming, what does that fucking solve? Like it doesn't, it doesn't. solve anything. It's, you're trying to hurt somebody who's hurt you. That's all it is. Oh man, I don't know. And I, you know, honestly, whatever, go for it. I. I, I don't I'm not I'm not a big fan of dragging kids in it into it because he may no, be a definitely shitty, don't do that. He may be a shitty human being. Maybe he's a decent father, though, but he, he can still be a shitty. He can be both at the same time. He can be a shitty person and still a decent father. But to turn your kids against him, against the, the cheating spouse, whoever that may be, whether it's male or female. I, I, don't drag your kids into yeah, that. It's shit. not great. Kids, kids, kids shouldn't have to deal with that shit. No, like that's it's it's pretty weird. I again, I've not. This is literally just off the cuff. I've not thought about it. Like once again, I get the impulse. I get the impulse. Okay, I get it. He's a, he's a terrible fucking human being. I don't. I, I don't hold anything against her for doing that. I am no, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not throwing her under the bus or anything, no, no, no. or like dragging her through the mud. I'm not a big fan of dragging kids into anything like no. that. Whatever it is, like turn. I've seen too. You were I've fine known, with it up until the kids. I've known there. too many people who have drugged their kids into stuff that yeah. they shouldn't have been drugged into. And yeah. don't don't do fucking do that. Don't fucking do that. Like, and that's like they can't they they don't they can't process that kind of shit. Yeah, like they're gonna go with whatever they're told the most. Yeah. So whoever they're with the most, that's who they're gonna believe. Yeah. Right or and wrong. They don't need right that, right they, or wrong. And they don't need that shit about somebody who who probably genuinely does care about the kids. Right. Like by and large. They just they just need to know kids just need to know that they're loved and that they're cared for no matter what the circumstances are. They don't need to be drug into your whatever's going on with your spouse. Yeah. I may take shit for that. I haven't thought it through. I could be wrong. I admit that. 
my instinct is don't drag the kids into it. If you've got a beef with your spouse, whatever that yep. beef may be. Don't Again, cheat on your spouse. Don't cheat on your spouse. But not no. even like yeah, that. there's that. Whatever the beef is with your spouse, don't drag your fucking kids into it. Yeah. Because, first of all, it's, it's not mature to do that. Second of all, deal with it on your own. Deal with it together somehow if you can. Or Don't, just, just well, lock I think about, out. You know, I think about the kids, like, going to school, and, like, obviously the other kids that go to school are, are going to fucking that. see this and know yeah. about this. Don't do that to your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not the best way to deal with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. She, again, I get the impulse. I'm not faulting her. I'm not going to blame her for anything. To me, that's just, it's that's yeah. not the best way to handle it. Right. Yeah. And every every kid in their school is going to know that that happened. Yeah. It's all, all in the fucking news. So. But again, right. I also can admit that I'm wrong. And right. I, and Matt, maybe what do you got? Um, well, that wasn't Matt's. From uh, weareiowa.com. Hmm. Apparently a real website. Um, Our state looks like a sandwich. Lawsuit. <laughs> what? Our state looks like a sandwich. Well, Trying to make it an Iowa All right. motto. That's not an Iowa motto. Um, I know. I made it up. Taxpayer money used to buy lubricants, porn, and silk boxer shorts at Glenwood Resource Center. Glenwood. Public funds were used to pay for items involved in a program of human experimentation. Boy, that doesn't sound... Human experimentation? At the Glenwood Resource Center, and many of the top officials in charge of the facility knew about it, according to a lawsuit filed in federal court Tuesday. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of former employees at the facility, including a nurse practitioner, the former director of quality director of quality management, a former employee and guardian for two patients at the center, and a physician who used to work at the facility. So this is not like I mean this is like several people. Saying, I have a very important question. Okay, have either one of you guys ever owned a pair of silk boxes? Yes. Yeah. When I was in high, when I was in high school, I wore them to my prom. What? How'd that make you feel? Uh, Sexy. Like I had a constant boner. <laughs> yeah. It made me feel like I was getting a late, even though I knew I wasn't going to. Yeah. And even if it was op- the opportunity was presented, I wouldn't have done it because I was a Christian. Uh, Linwood Resource Center is the subject of an investigation by the I, I U.S. I would have, but it would have been over very quickly. <laughs> yeah. By the U.S. Department of Justice. You technically did have sex. I had a hit her belly. I had a hit her belly button. I mean... Glenwood, Glenwood Resource Not Center. Cavernous. Uh, yeah. Belly button. There. Yeah. I wouldn't have known the difference. Glenwood Resource Center is the subject of, of an investigation by the U.S. Department of Justice after allegations surfaced over human experimentation on patients at the facility. More than 2,000 Iowans with intellectual and physical disabilities reside at the facility. They rely on the medical and other professionals at Glenwood for their health and other needs. According to the lawsuit, things at the facility took a different turn when Jerry Rhea was hired as the superintendent in 2017. One of the first things he did, according to the lawsuit, was use $60,000 in public funds to renovate his residence on the Glenwood grounds. Oh, man. He also diverted the entire maintenance team for the from the regular GRC duties, which included maintaining safe, sanitary, and habitable homes and grounds for GRCs for multiple patients. So basically, he used them for his own purposes. Yeah. Well, if if his house is on the on the property, yeah, I understand sixty thousand dollars for home renovations isn't a ton, especially if it's in a shithole. Yeah. So I I can kind of understand that, but well, all the other shit is. Rhea allegedly began dismantling the protective structures designed and implemented through the Department of Justice consent degree and DHS manual. When he took on the job and began to turn Glenwood into a, quote, a research facility. Boy, that's bad. Oh, um, in 2017, Rhea, along Finally, with others named. Brad is currently in the bathroom shitting himself. Probably, yeah. 
uh, named a lawsuit who worked for the Department of Human, Research, Human Services, sought to transform GRC from a facility focused on patient care into a research facility and to further de- to further defend Rhea's longstanding interest in clinical research involving sexual arousal and sexual deviancy. They intended to use and did use highly vulnerable GRC patients as the oh, subjects man. or guinea pigs in research experiments. Man, fuck, fuck this guy. In support of the endeavor, Rhea and others in the lawsuit are accused of purchasing silk sheets or silk boxer shorts, sexual lubricants, stock photos of porn, and a dedicated computer software program and joystick for the sole purpose of his research. Yeah, fuck this guy, man. Yeah. He's using vulnerable people for his fucking weird experiments. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so uh, speaking of weird experiments... um, timesnownews.com Talking I'm pretty Valentine's sure is not a new uh, is not a legitimate website. What? Talking about Valentine's Day night again. Man, Michael. This is from uh timesnownews.com which is probably not a real website and this is probably not a real story but we're going to go with it. Um husband attempts to seal woman's genitals with super glue after no. suspecting she has she was having affairs. Why? Fuck people. In a shocking incident reported from... fuck humanity. In shocking incident reporting from Kenya... Fuck man, dudes, A man, man tried to seal up his wife's journals I with mean, super glue... can you believe it? ...after he suspected she was indulging in affairs with four men. The accused has been identified as 36-year-old... Can I get a laugh for can you believe it? No. Wow. You know what? I'll tell you what. That's all you're getting. I'm not doing any more than that. Actually, no. You fellas have a lot of growing up to do, I'll tell you that. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. The accused has been identified as a 36-year-old Dennis Mumo. The accused has now been arrested and charged with domestic violence sections, assault, and Damaging reproductive organs. The man was Wait, confessed. Wait, that's a thing. Apparently, Kenya it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The man has confessed to the crime and said he wanted to save his marriage. According oh. to the report, the man informed police officials he had discovered his wife messages to unknown persons, and she also sent her explicit images to them. The man claimed that his wife used to arrange meetings uh, with men whenever he leaves for business trip. Mumo is accused. Acu- accused. Accused. You've been slurring quite a bit. I am. Yeah. Uh, of applying glue. I'm not going to lie. Poor game is my favorite. As drunk as I think I might have ever been in my life. That's right now. He's accused of applying glue to his wife's private parts before leaving for a business trip to Rwanda. Uh, Nothing bad's ever happened there. The best joke has (laughs) ever been said on this No, it's not. It's gone. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) Don't even ask. You're not getting it. Don't even ask. Don't even. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway. After Mumo applied the adhesive, the woman was left in severe pain, which required... So he fucking literally did it. I can't do this podcast with you two assholes anymore. Another, another joke has been redacted. Within five minutes, we've had no, two... No, within like three... Three minutes, we've had seconds, two jokes yeah. redacted. Oh, and Brad's losing his shit. Anyway, she was left in severe pain, which required immediate medical attention. The accused claimed his wife was allegedly having an affair with four men. Meanwhile, the lawyer of the accused has asked the court to charge the woman for adultery. So, so the lawyer for this asshole who glued his wife's cooch shut has asked for the court to charge the woman for adultery, which entails 100 lashes. Oh, fuck this guy. Fuck. If this is true at all, fuck this guy, man. 
Actually, fuck oh. the both of you. Seriously. <laughs> just just for the record. No, 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 no. I have never had a joke redacted from this true. podcast. Not true. It's absolutely no, fucking it's true. No, it isn't. It absolutely is true. Gone bullshit on that. No, it's not. You go back and listen. I remember. No. That's the first one you've had redacted. <laughs> no, good. you you resisted no. one. That was pretty good, though. Wow. <laughs> God, I just Everybody hates Brad Mikey liked it (laughs) I'm not sure that's really the bar you want to go with Is that Michael liked it Like Oh my god Uh, Michael What What the fuck do you have God, I don't even want to know Um, Okay So we got big toe covered Product Um, update uh, big toe covered. <laughs> what the fuck? Went over the big toe stuff. Um, uh, Burger King is testing a sandwich that is nothing but French fries. <laughs> it's French fries with I'd, ketchup and mayonnaise. Wait, isn't that nope. called a chip buddy in England? I have no idea what it's called. A in chip English. buddy. I think that's what that's called. I don't know. It's French fries on a sesame seed. Yeah, bun. I'm pretty sure that's a chip buddy in England. With like it's literally just a fucking sandwich with fries. So it's on literally it. a Fermani Brothers without the meat. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Yes, add mayonnaise. Yeah. All right, uh, KFC and <laughs> and Crocs. I can't believe we have to post this bullshit. It's a fucking twenty second story, and we have to post this fucking shit because he can't resist. <laughs> I'm probably yeah. not gonna post yeah. anything. Yeah, right. you are, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> Yes, you have to. I posted uh, mine. Matt, can no. you send yours? KFC <laughs> before I go to sleep. KFC please. Crocs are forever burned in, into your brain. So KFC Kentucky Fried Chicken plus Crocs. It is Crocs <laughs> that have KFC like chick pieces of chicken images of them. Wait, like actual chicken? Well, in the in the promo materials, there are drumsticks <sighs> on each Croc, but they look like just wait. We're we talking about the shoes or the animal. This is a, a uh, the shoe croc. And what? Like a picture of is it. Is that Ray's brother? <laughs> no, this is Sanders brother. <clears throat> so, <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken Crocs. Get them today. <laughs> Guys, let's talk about what? something. Michael's the most sober one here. My God, what have we become? <laughs> Let, okay. So, let's talk about U.S. customs. It's a Ray Kroc reference. Come on now. <laughs> it deserves at least a mention. Did you watch it? that Michael Keaton movie about no, Ray Kroc? I didn't. It wasn't bad. There was a Michael Keaton movie yeah, about Ray Kroc. Yeah, wasn't that a Tom, Tom Hanks vehicle? Who knows? Probably. Was that Batman? I don't remember Batman? him being in it. Michael Keaton was Batman. Wait, wasn't I thought Tom Hanks was Ray Kroc. I don't know. No, Michael he was Keaton Forrest Gump. The guy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, he's Mr. Rogers. And Jenny wanted to come back after he got a, or if she got AIDS. And now Matt has had a, a joke redacted. <laughs> All three of us have had shit redacted. On in my this in my defense, I redacted it myself. Yeah, you did self redact. I don't. I don't think that matters. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm titling that one story on Twitter. Can you believe it? 
Just oh my god! If you if we were dinosaurs, we'd be redactyls. <laughs> Am I spelling believe right? Uh, <laughs> okay. It. Can you guys listen to the story? Yes. All right. Border agencies to bag a dead birds from a passenger <laughs> tra- traveling from China. A bag of dead birds, and it looks like it was in like a, it looks like just like a bag of beef jerky, like Chinese beef jerky. Was it half well, gallon milk and a dead bird? It made you didn't me, eat that, did you? It made, it's got a cat and a dog on the front, so. What? what? I, maybe did you just it's say like Chinese beef jerky. Yeah, it's like, well, it's got Chinese on, on, the, Chinese on the front. Chinese beef jerky. It just, it looks like, like the, you know, the bag of beef jerky where you tear uh-huh. it and you can still zip yeah. it up to the end. Um, cartoon images yes, of a cat. He's got a resealable work. bag of dead birds. Yes, that's what you're that saying. is exactly. <laughs> the passenger said the, the, the birds were cat food and he was planning on bringing them to Maryland after his flight. The birds are not allowed in the United States out of fear that they may spread avian flu. Well, who would have known? Uh, that's, true. that's like five years ago. Um, gets yeah, the coronavirus birds, is the new bird flu. It's a new bird flu. The birds were destroyed <laughs> by incineration uh, with the approval of the USDA. So, don't bring your goddamn dead birds into my country. <laughs> that's all I've got to say about that. Oh, shit. I just tweeted somebody I shouldn't have tweeted. What did you tweet? Fuck yeah! I said it to the wrong person. <laughs> I really, really hope that we get a voicemail about dead birds. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, that's uh, that's all I got, really, guys. Oh, boy. Brad's, Brad's checked out. What? Who are you texting right I now? I don't know. Who are you talking to? Me? Who knows? <laughs> all right. So, Kathleen Falsani. Let's talk about her. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she is an uh, an award winning religion journalist and author of critically acclaimed "The God Factor: Inside the Spiritual Lives of Public People." Uh, Friends sin, with Bono. Friends with Bono. Uh, sin boldly, a field guide for grace. Great book. The dude abides. Gospel according to the Cohen brothers. Also a great book. Belieber, fame, faith <laughs> in the heart of Justin. <laughs> I've not Bieber. read that. No, Bieber. Um, uh, she served as co-editor um, with uh, Jennifer Grant. Um, no. Uh, Disquiet Time, Ransom Reflections oh. on the Good Book by a skeptical, uh, the faithful, and a few scoundrels. And the co-general uh, editor with Jenny Eaton Dyer of The End of Hunger, Renewed Hope for Feeding the World. I recommend this book. I mean, <clears throat> it's, it's great. We're going to give away three copies uh Twitter.com slash Pastors Podcast, the yeah. pinned tweet for the next week. Uh, we'll announce it next week uh, who the winner is. If you're looking for like a book for like a small group or for like any kind of group discussion, it's this is a great book for that because the chapters are short and bite size and they cover different, all kinds of different areas. I, re- I highly yeah. recommend it. Um, this is the third time on the podcast. She has been on episode 74 and 97. Wow. So we haven't had her it's on been a over a hundred episodes. Holy shit. That's fucking ridiculous. Um, so yeah, this is our conversation with uh, Kathleen Falsani. Get into it. Further up, further up, further up, Yeah. What are you doing? God. Yeah. Kathleen Falsani, are you there? 
<laughs> That's not creepy at all. Yeah. God, what you were just... Creepy is my spe- specialty. Jeez. Why did you use your quagmire voice? That's... Hey, hey how's it going? Giggity, 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 giggity. Hi, guys. Why don't you just go with Mr. Herbert next while you're at it, Michael? <laughs> Hi there, Kathleen. <laughs> oh, my God, stop. <laughs> Hi, Apple. Hi, Apple. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> welcome back for the, welcome back for the third time. Thanks, man. Really what was the last time? It's been it's been it's one been week since you looked it's at been me. Eighty three years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? We're gonna go with the bare naked ladies to start this out. <laughs> well, we already went with Mr. Herbert and uh, Quagmire. Quagmire. So, uh, well, she yeah. didn't hear. No, the, the listeners did not hear that part. <laughs> Or did they? Oh, yes. yeah. yeah, they did. Sorry, I'm I drinking. Like, I feel like they might have. Yeah, they did. It was the that's how that's how we started this interview. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I it, it was during this upside down season, but early on. Yeah, very early on. And then we talked to you. Uh, <laughs> it was I, like Christmas time. I think you were on our Christmas. It, special. It was. Yeah, but yeah. like not like, like two years ago. Well, I mean, a year yeah. and a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. It has been. It has been. Anyway, I, I highly recommend everybody pause this and go listen to the first time we interviewed her. Yeah. And okay. where she talks about her uh, meeting her son, Vashko, for the first oh time. Oh, my God. That, uh, that's right. I cried. Uh, you we cried. all, every, cried. you we all cried. cried. We cried. There everybody cried listening to it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just a fantastic story. Skip all the bullshit. It has all the. Ours and just listen to that. It has all of the Madonna and Bono you can handle. It does. Was Madonna? Was, Did we talk about Madonna? Yeah, yes. man. She was in, yeah. She was kind of indirectly Dude. involved in the adoption. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. not, not by design. Right. Yeah, she right. was. So. The, it was by the Lord's design, Kathleen. I, I've, yes. Well, the the Lord works uh, in mysterious ways. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so before we get to the book, I, can we talk about your recent travels? You've been, you've been a traveling woman. Yeah, last year was a, that was a year. We can swear, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was a fucking year, man. I'm telling you. Um, you just, I mean, in the world globally, existentially, spiritually, and, and politically, certainly. But it personally, it was just that was it was a year. I lost my mom last year, and uh, in August, and for the five or six months before that, I was living with her in Idaho, taking care of her, and which was you know, horrible and beautiful and right, precious right. and I don't yeah. regret it, but almost killed me too. But, and then after that, I, I took a really long road trip in the car and then <laughs> took a couple others by plane and foot, um, to sort of work through that cosmic change in life, you know, of being an orphan at almost 50 and it's just all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, so I, you know, I jumped off a bridge in Oregon and I hung out with monks and Big Sur and um, spent a lot of time in silence there and then went to Esalen and got naked with strangers in the hot tubs at <laughs> two in the morning, like Pine- you do. Pineapple. Pineapple! Whoever, by the way, as an aside, if I say nothing else, please remember this. Whoever designed the lighting... In the outdoor mineral bath hot tub spa things at Esalen, should get every all the like, every egot every everything because yeah Set the that mood. was cool. wow you could you couldn't you could see well enough to not fall down the cliff, but you couldn't see well enough to see everybody's bits or have them see yours. It was magic. 
Anyway, it is magic. Can you talk about you went to, you did like a pilgrimage in on the Northern Ireland Ireland border, right? Yeah. Can you talk so about have, that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So that was um, so after Esalen, um, I I was back in California after going being on the East Coast to, for Mom's memorial service and stuff. And so this is like eh, October. And I have this friend Jared McKenna who's a oh, god yeah. Australia, right? Earth. Yeah, fab, fantastic yeah. guy. And we've we've known each other kind of like you guys for a while. You know, in our case, maybe like a decade, but we've never actually met. We hadn't met in real life. But, you know, we've I've worked with his writing and you know, he's we've got lots of friends in common. And so we're kind of tight. And so every once in a while, I just would get like a weird dispatch from him. And this one morning I woke up and he's like, uh, I had this dream last night and I was in Ireland. I knew he was going to Ireland for some, to speak. And he's like, I, I had this idea that I this dream that I was walking across the border from <laughs> That's about as good as it's getting. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Jared and everybody else from Australia. But he's like, I had this, 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 this image, this vision that I walked from Belfast to Derry or whatever it was. And I was like, wow, that's random and cool. And he's like, and you were with me. I was like, oh, okay. That's cool too. And so I went upstairs to get my morning coffee because it was God only knows what time in Australia and it was early here. And I told my husband, I'm like, you know, my weird friend, Gar- my wonderful, sorry, not weird, <laughs> Jared in Perth. I'm like, he had this dream about walking the border um, from one side of Ireland to the other. And I was with him and without missing a beat, my husband said, you should go. And I was like, uh, really? Okay. And so I went <laughs> and we walked 200 miles across Ireland from uh, Newry in County Down uh, to to Derry, and it was that one sounds, of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. That's awesome. Jared, if you're listening, I had a dream where you paid for <laughs> me to meet you over in Ireland. <laughs> it's from God, dude. I don't know what to yeah. say. Yeah. So, so hit me up. Slide so, into my slide into my DMs. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Pineapple. <laughs> So yeah, and it was it was it was amazing, and it was one of the first times I've I've traveled when I very purposely did not put my writer slash journalist hat on. Mm. Everybody's like, "Oh, so you're going to go over and do a bunch of stories?" I'm like, "No." Like, uh, "Oh, are you going to go over and like talk to people and you know help them tell their story?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> what are you going to do? I'm like, "I'm going to walk, and I'm going to listen, and that's it." Like, so is there like going to be a big piece afterwards? I'm like, "No." <laughs> I just went and had the experience and listened and it was amazing you're not allowed to be a person you're a journalist but, <laughs> it, but i haven't done that and like yeah ever? i'm sure <laughs> so yeah. how I, did that yeah. feel i mean because because i'm sure like a lot of a, a lot of your travels have been centered around a story or or, yeah. or something so how how was that to just to be to be present with that it, well that that's bingo presence is something i'm trying to practice much more mindfully, much more intentionally every day. But that gave me a really good chance to do it. And not for nothing, I, you know, as previously mentioned, I'm almost 50 and I'm not an athlete. And we were walking like 15, 20 miles a day, Jeez. which isn't something I know would be shocking that I do every day. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to physically be able to do it. And I'm, I'm very at odds with my body much of the time. It's sort of been my MO most of my life. And so, um, I didn't want to 
and I was walking with people who are much younger than me and kind of athletic and I didn't want to hold people back and all that. So I had to get through all that bullshit in my own mind Mm -hmm. just to actually physically be present and notice where I was and listen to the, the silence or the nature on country roads and listen to the lorries that were coming toward us on dual carriageways where we were like leaping to save ourselves. Um, (laughs) So it, it was all kinds of different mindfulness presence practices while I was there. And it was, it was great. And I did it. I was super proud of myself and I didn't hold everybody back too far. And I spent a lot of time walking by myself um, because I didn't want to walk extra fast to finish half an hour early and pull something and not be able to do it the next day. And so, yeah, it was, it's something I I love to walk and I walk a lot here, but um, not like this, not in a place I hadn't been before and not really, really alone in a place where you don't see a lot of people, a lot of sheep, a couple of donkeys, (laughs) but not a lot of people. And it was, you know, I spent a lot of time in Ireland over the years and, um, you know, I have a huge family that's still over there, but I saw parts of of that country where I've been going for the better part of 25, 30 years that I never would have seen and that most people wouldn't see um, on foot. You know, slow travel. I, I highly recommend it yeah. if you ever have a t- to do that. Was there a significance to it, the walking the Irish border? Or was it just because Jared was like, hey, I had a dream, so we should do this? Well, any kind of dream Jared has, I try to arrange my travel around <laughs> that. <laughs> but he was going over to say, you know, I, I never need an excuse to be in Ireland, but... Um, he was going over to speak and I think I had another friend who was also going to be over around Belfast to speak. And, um, at the time there was a chance that Brexit was going to happen on the 31st of October. And so that's, that's when we started walking and then that got pushed back obviously, but we thought, well, we're going to do it anyway. And it was a small group of us. Sometimes it was just me and Jared. Um, but we walked with a fella, a wonderful one. Here's a guest that you need to have on at some point, Johnny Clark, as a fellow who's done um, peace and reconciliation work in uh, Northern Ireland for most of his life. He's a little bit younger than me. And um, he organizes a peace walk along the border for like hundreds of people every summer. And so he organized this for us. um, And sometimes a few people joined us and sometimes we were alone, but it was, uh... yeah. So that's why we did it then. And it also ended up that my mom you know, had passed and I had some of her ashes that I wanted to bring home to Ireland at some point. And I thought it would probably be this year, but it turned out to be the, you know, three weeks later. Okay. Um, so I get to do that and see my family and take her back to where her great, great grandparents were buried. Oh, wow. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. It was. And then, you know, then I got home and went, I think I'll go to Japan too while I'm at it. (laughs) (laughs) Next. As as Uh, one does. God, I just, (laughs) I just have got to get some sushi. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I think I was there the whole time. I never had any sushi, but, um, I have this, you know, I, I'm very fond of this one Irish band who happened to be on tour at the time and I hadn't caught up with them yet. And never so heard of them. Yeah, they're, they're a kind of obscure, um, post uh, Glenn, Glenn Hansard. Yeah. Yes. No, no. It's, it's one of his roadies. Um, <laughs> and I was going to go to, uh, this, this band was going to have play their first show in India right before Christmas in Mumbai. And I was going to go to that, um, and then realized that they were playing their shows in Tokyo right around what would have been my mother's birthday. And my mom used to live in Japan. And so that was oh. the other place that her ashes were destined for. And so I went and did that. What, what was uh, the band? Which was a very different kind of <laughs> Still waiting to hear about the band. 
Thin Lizzy 2020. No, you too. You know those guys, the big guys. Oh, uh, okay. Still never heard of them. Yeah, never heard of them. Yeah, they're, like I said, a little bit obscure post uh, glam rock. Post-pop. I'm sorry, I, I cannot believe I didn't catch that. You it's really right. didn't know. I really are you serious? Oh, I was totally didn't like, know. Taking the piss. No, I thought you were. No, no, no. I, I legit. <laughs> well, I I was like, oh, uh, I can't wait to hear about this. This awesome Who is this new band. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait to check them out. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I went and did that, and that was that was great in a very different way. I mean, it's about the opposite of walking quietly through yeah. the hinterlands of Northern Ireland, um, being in Tokyo for a couple of big rock shows. So, but that was uh, that was a can, great experience. Can I ask you a question? Do you, yeah. Did they let you into the U two shows for free? No. Oh man. <laughs> the hell's what the hell's a friend being friends with Bono good for anyway? <laughs> Lots of things, but the, you know, but that's what he does for a living. So, you know, my my some of my friends buy my books, and so I'd like to think that I'm doing my part by buying there you my go. own. Yeah. That's fair, fair enough. <laughs> so, speaking of books, Hold on, I'm still gobsmacked right. that Michael had no idea she was talking about you. <laughs> Dude. So, I, I, no, I, she was talking about no. Jimmy O'Rourke well, and the Slauncha Singers. I, Michael, I, I went to uh, I went I went to Irish Fest this the past couple years, and I have heard a lot of Irish bands. So I was like, Jesus oh, maybe it's one I've Christ. heard of. But yeah, and it is well, one I've heard of. <laughs> but they weren't at the Indie Irish Fest. Sadly, no, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jimmy O'Rourke and the Slauncha Singers were, yeah. weren't they? I swear to God, if that's not the hashtag, I quit. <laughs> I don't even know how go. to spell any of that. Yeah, but it's I don't a, either. We'll, we'll get around to it. Uh, so uh, yeah. speak, speaking of books, um, you uh, edited one, and, and that's, that's kind of why you're here to talk. Um, well, that's the only reason you invited me on? Because no, no, heck no. Still? No, because okay, you're but... one of the only guests that just puts up with our bullshit and sends it right back to us. So Am really, I really the only one? No, not the only one. <laughs> I, was gonna say. I will say Richard Rohr played along pretty well. He was a oh, he was a good oh. sport. Hey, I just I got just got into the living school. Oh, nice. Man, I would love to do I that. Oh, right. Uh, I, feel, I just got Jesus shivers when I said it out loud. So I'm yeah, very excited. So that's <laughs> Jesus <my> next... shivers. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, so I don't that's... know if that's anything like pea shivers, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly very, what very I was similar. thinking. Toilet shivers, Jesus shivers are their kindred. <laughs> experiences <laughs> sometimes at the same time oh uh, i feel bad it's taking this long to get you back on here oh, <laughs> these <man>. are always <laughs> these are always so fun uh, <laughs> uh okay so seriously though you <laughs> yeah so i, I did yeah I did. The, so the in book... october okay. between ireland and japan i had a book come out yes uh it's called the end of hunger and yep. it's it's about it's about the end of hunger um yep. Spoiler and, alert. Spoiler, well, I know. Jeez. I didn't mean to. So can you talk about the sort of the genesis of the book, kind of where it came from and how you got involved as one of the editors? Sure. It, it, it came to me. It, one of the things, one of the hats that I wear is as a, a literary consultant. So I work with other authors in developing projects and other creatives in developing projects. And so I had someone uh, who I've known for a long time come to me. I, I'm saying it like she's a mysterious individual. It's the co-editor of the book. <laughs> Jenny Eaton Dyer, um, she came to me and said, you know, I have a chance to do a project about hunger and can you help us? We'd like to do something book length. And this was, I had just gone to Haiti with her maybe, gosh, three and a half years ago. Um, 
And I was like, yeah, I could totally help you with that. And so it started out, it, there was some grant money that her organization at the time had, had gotten to, to do this. And when the project first came to me, um, I'm laughing because you guys know me, but maybe listeners don't. Not a big Trump supporter. Um, <laughs> it came, came came to us as this, this organization that was giving the money for it um, wanted to reach Trump voters and move them to action on hunger. And I was like, okay, so it's a magical thinking book. But, but, you know, we dutifully started to sort of do that. And then, you know, the world changes a bit and refocuses a bit. And so that, that was not the the target audience for the book when it it eventually, when it was published, certainly. Um, But it was meant to target the American church, largely um, traditional evangelicals, traditional Catholics, that kind of crowd to try to get them to engage again around the issue of hunger in a way that we hadn't really since maybe I was in high school, yeah. way back in the 80s, around the time of, just bringing it right back to Bono, to Live Aid and Band Aid and the the yeah. uh, famine in Ethiopia, which is the first time that I, as a person, um, as a you know, 14, 15-year-old, realized that there might be something that I could do in my you know suburban Connecticut home that would potentially affect somebody who didn't have enough food to eat outside of Addis Ababa. Um, and that's something when I, that aha moment as a, as a teenager then was something that has stayed with me my whole life. You know, you can do something about what's happening on the other side of the world. So, you know, hunger is not something we've talked explicitly about much in the last, you know, 25, 30 years and 40 years. And, uh, when's the last time you heard somebody actually preach about physical hunger from right. the pulpit or BMA? So we thought, okay, there's ground to cover here. And then we had very smart people um, like Jeffrey Sachs, the economist, who's one of the authors in the book, um, who is one of the authors of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals for 2030, the numbers, the second one of which is to end global poverty by 2030. And they say it's actually possible. Yeah. So the, the subtitle of the book is Renewed Hope for Feeding the World. And we tried to lean in hard to that hope. So we have lots of different people talking about the issue of hunger from lots of different points of view. Um, Certainly lots of clergy, but also politicians and scientists and um, authors and artists and parents um, and spouses and everybody in between talking about how we might do whatever it is that we can where we are to affect change and actually move the ball down the court toward eradicating global hunger in the next uh, 10 years or so. And, so Yeah, and, and the book is, I mean, for people who don't know about it, the book is, is a collection of, it's essentially a collection of essays. Yes. Um, by, and they're, they're really bite-sized. Like, they're not, it's not like, you know, these long, drawn-out chapters. It's just bite-sized no. chunks of information around various topics from people like, I mean, from people from all over the professional spectrum. Science, really? Mike, Science Mike's in there. Uh, Brad and Kimberly Williams Paisley are in there. Tony Campolo's in there. Amy Grant, Jonathan Martin, and your son Voshko, uh, yes. <laughs> among among many others. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm always interested in like the nuts and bolts of projects. Like, how does a book like this come about? Like, how do you gather this kind of group for a book like this? Well, we kind of divided and conquered. Jenny comes from a background in policy. Um, she has a PhD. I do not. Um, she. I, we met many, many moons ago when she was the first first faith director for data and then the one campaign um, back in like the early aughts 
when um, Bono's organization was trying to get the evangelical church to respond to the AIDS emergency in sub-Saharan Africa. So that's how we met. So this is, she's worked in that sphere for many, many years. And when we started working on the project, she was uh, still running uh, Senator Bill Frist's organization, um, Hope Through Healing Hands, which was something she had done for many years. She's now moved on and, and has set up her own shop. But so I, I know the sort of lefty-leaning folk, the, like some of the more artistic folk, perhaps. And she lives in Nashville and knows, you know, Republicans and yeah, like Stephen that. Curtis Chapman. See, he's not in the book. <laughs> and, and that, you know, so we and went the book to is, And the book is the poorer for it. <laughs> uh, so You really should but, have dived in on that one. Yeah. Let us uh, pray. Let us pray. No, it's, meant to be, it's meant to be... Um, the whole book is de- designed to get whoever's reading it, whether it's one chapter in the, you know, the powder room at somebody's dinner party, or you're reading it in a Sunday school class or with a class at school or whatever it is, that whatever they read, they will feel motivated to take some action, however small, however large. And so we wanted to make it accessible. And, you know, Jenny is there. People respond to different things around crises. I, tend to remember things when somebody tells me uh, a really uh, vivid story. That's me. Okay. Other people, this is more Jenny, data, facts. Yeah. How are we going to get this done? How are we going to move something through Congress? Like, that's them. Oh, so there's, there's stuff for all of the different kinds of people who might be reading it to engage and to really connect with, with the material and yeah. You know, again, to t- hopefully take an action. So, you know, that's why we've got, you know, science Mike McCarg opening the book. He's, you know, he's one of the, he's just a great friend and a great human being, but he's one of those people that I could call up and say, hey, Mike, um, I know you know a little bit about brain science. <laughs> I know you haven't really written a whole lot about hunger, but could you like bring yourself up to speed enough to talk about what happens <laughs> yeah. to the brain when we're hungry? And he's like, yep, no problem. When do you need it? I mean, and he writes this incredible chapter about what happens to us physically yeah. when we're hungry and what happens to, you know, what happens to us when we are confronted with a figure like 815 million people who are desperately hungry and how we can't, our brains can't process that. And so we get stultified and mm. how he unpacks all of that and how when we, when human beings help somebody else, it sets up all the, the yummy endorphins and stuff in our brain. And we feel better when we take a concrete action, when we hit the donate button, when we take the cans down out of the pantry to take to the food pantry, when, you know, whatever it is, we feel better. It helps somebody else. And, you know, so we have that. And then we have somebody like, like I said, Jeffrey Sachs, who's one of the foremost economists in the world, who is the author of, of, a plan of sorts to end global hunger. And he, he's writing about it from his perspective. And then we have somebody like Tony Campolo or Jonathan Martin, who is writing about it from a, a explicitly Christian um, context and what the meal means and what Jesus meant when he said, feed the hungry. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little bit something in there for everybody. And there's, we tried to make sure we had um, not just a bunch of uh, white guys talking um, yeah. so there's diversity in there. We wanted to have different dynamics. So like Kimber- Kimberly Williams Paisley and Brad Paisley, who are absolutely 
lovely human beings doing so much good in the world. They're parents to two young boys, and that's the perspective we wanted. Mm -hmm. We knew that they were engaged around hunger domestically and, and, and abroad, um, but we wanted a, We knew they had a good story to tell about why they did something in particular as a family um, in Nashville to set up a new kind of iteration of what um, providing food for people who don't have it might look like. And their boys were involved in naming it, and, and they talked about how they were raised and what their parents tried to tell them about being responsible for the hungry people on the other side of the world. Um, and what they've tried to teach their boys and what their boys have taught them. Um, so, yeah, and there's another family in there, Steve Taylor, another extraordinary human being, and his wife and daughter. His daughter, like my son, is from Africa and experienced hunger as a child. And so I, that was fun. I did a three-way interview with them, but all <laughs> three of them on the phone to talk and to tell their stories. And it's always fun uh, when you ask a family simultaneously to tell their story yeah. uh the real uh, a blessing and hilarious and, and wonderful so yeah so there's a little bit of something for everybody we even have bob corker for those of you who might fancy somebody like that so there's all kinds <laughs> of people in there well and interestingly enough the uh the store which is brad and uh kimberly pays their their nonprofit that they yeah. run in nashville is mm -hmm. one of our supporters is now the executive director you're kidding! No, within the last, small world. Within, within the last, the last few weeks, weeks yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fantastic! Hi, yeah. Courtney. <laughs> so, Hi, yeah. Courtney. gets fired because they listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't nobody, <laughs> nobody tag her. Yeah, nobody tag her or the Paisleys in this. Please. No, I think they, that both Brad and Kim Kimberly have fantastic senses of humor. So I would be surprised if maybe they haven't heard this at some point. But that's <laughs> well, a small world. It is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, there, you, you mentioned the how nothing has been, you know, hunger's kind of fallen by the wayside as anything that's really talked about. Like you see, even the last 30 or 40 years, it's kind of been pushed to the side. I mean, there seems to be almost like this cultural indifference to hungers. It's something we, we really only pay attention to around the holidays mm -hmm. because it's kind of thrust at us more frequently. So, I mean, why, why do you think there's that indifference? I mean, is, is it a problem of, is it, is it just that the problem is so huge that we sort of go, ah, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, yes, sort of all of that. Uh, I think there is this, the, you know, the poor will always be with you, stultifying uh, effect that that misinterpretation of how that was said can have on us. And that global hunger is such, feels so enormous. Yeah. Um, and also just because it's, you know, it's not sexy and it's not, it doesn't feel like an emergency, like when you have an Ebola outbreak or you have um, a famine that intersects with the AIDS emergency. Um, but, you know, speaking of the AIDS emergency, one thing that we, we've learned is that when people engage, and when on that trip in, the, in 2002 when Bono's organization was trying to get evangelicals in the Midwest to respond, to their credit, they did. And it made a huge difference. And that was a big reason why we have programs like PEPFAR that have, sold, that have saved, you know, untold millions of lives around the world yeah. by getting medicines to them. So... In the time that we have made such strides in combating global AIDS and HIV, for instance, in that same time, we've halved the number of people on the globe who are living with uh, chronic hunger and food insecurity. So the 815 or so, 766, whatever million number you want to use, is about half of what it was 25, 30 years ago. So... 
and I don't know if, if people know that or if those numbers are just so enormous that it doesn't really matter. It still seems unfathomable. But we've made progress. We just have to continue making progress to close the gap and get – I mean, we make enough food to feed everybody on the planet. Right. We just have to figure out how to get it to the people who need it, and that's complex. But if there's the will, it was really complex getting AIDS uh, drugs to people in – really remote places in Africa, but we managed to do that. And so we could do the same. It's just, you have to have the will. We have the means. We just need the will to get it there. And yeah. so we're hoping that people will see that this, you know, we're almost there with 10 years. We can actually do this if people engage and just a little, I mean, the food programs, international food programs from the United States are, you know, a, a fraction of the less than 1% of the federal budget. Um, and we're, which he's, the Cheeto is talking about slashing yet again, oh, uh, which we've, they've, you know, these organizations like one and others have been able to beat that back and make sure that those cuts haven't happened in the past. And hopefully they'll be able to do it again. But if we just keep the aid that's there, there, and we get better about getting it where it needs to go. And we, you know, maybe add a little bit more to it when we can, uh, we and global partners can make it happen. We just have to, get our elected officials and others to engage around this and, and make it happen. Well, I, it almost seems like it's almost, it's easier to get Americans to get on board with solving global hunger, but they don't really give two shits about kids that are hungry in America. Oh, they don't think they exist. I, right. I, I, yeah. I almost, is it, is it that they don't think they exist or is it more of like, well, I'm fed. So, well, there's that too. I mean, because we live in a community. I mean, we live in a, a pretty impoverished community. It's not like, I mean, it's not like everybody living, nobody's living in clapboard houses, but like, it's, I mean, it's pretty low income mm -hmm. county. A lot of poverty. Live level in, a lot of poverty. Yeah. A lot of kids that, I mean, if they don't eat at school, they don't eat. The, well, yeah. Right. And so. But I mean, there just seems to be a general indifference to that. There seems to be an American ideal oh. of like, Did oh, hey, you? like, oh, you there? No, yeah, you just dropped off for a second. Okay. There seems to be like a, almost like a American ideal of like, well, you know, it's just because their parents are lazy or it's because whatever. And it's like, but I always want to say, okay, maybe that's true. It probably isn't in most isn't. cases. In some cases it might be, but that doesn't mean the kids should have to suffer. Like- of course not. Yeah. You know, so, I, it's, um, I mean, what's how the... we as Americans are conditioned to sort of punish those who are struggling yeah. rather than immediately go into how can I help mode? It's like, how are you to blame for this? I don't know what that is about our American psyche. And it's certainly not unique to here. Um, but we, yeah, um, there's, I think there's, if you start digging, there's probably some shame involved too, because we we are aware of of our privilege in the world um, and a lot of our privilege in the states, and that there might be kids in your town, even in an affluent town like mine, where you are precisely right. If they don't eat at school, they're not eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we're that's shameful we're we're constantly my wife and i are constantly talking to our kids about you know just uh, every once in a while throwing in like uh, letting uh, trying to get them to understand that there are kids that they go to school with right that 
are hungry. Like, you know, when they're complaining of, oh, I don't know, like, and we're, we're trying not to use it as like a, a like a, a cudgel or like a battering ram with them, but mm-hmm. getting them to understand that like, you know, we're not wealthy, but at the same time, you don't have to worry about food. Right. I mean, you can, you walk to the pantry and you can get a pop tart or you can get right. uh, some chips or you can, you know, we've got dinner on the table or whatever. And there are kids that don't have that. Right. And so I it's mean, like, it's, a- it's almost like the, the younger generations, we have to like, in order to solve this crisis, we're going to have to sort of train them to understand their privilege. And that's kind of what we've been trying to do with ours. Uh, that's what we try to do with ours. And, you know, I see, I, I'm encouraged by Boschko's generation, the generation even younger than he mm-hmm. is, that they are more woke or for lack of a much right. better word than that. Um, they're they're aware in a way that i don't think i was yeah absolutely and that i don't yeah. or, or that you know the generation in between um us and them has been but yeah i feel like if if they are educated to know that this is a problem and that they are complicit in it in some fashion yep. that they seem to be wired to go okay how can we fix that let us march let us make t-shirts let us you know have a whatever um uh, but again it's not something that we heard kids talk about. I mean, in my, it, we're here in Southern California. We live in Laguna Beach, California. We have a very good school system here, a public school system that my son went through. The only time he talked about hunger was, you know, occasionally in his youth group at church. Hmm. Otherwise, it's not really addressed. Um, and there's a difference in the kind of, generally speaking, the kind of hunger that, food insecurity that kids in the States who are hungry face it is a little more complicated often than it is abroad where it's like they literally have no food or access to any food or means of food. Um, What we see a lot is, you know, kids, maybe they get something to eat, but it doesn't have, they're undernourished because it's not the right kind of food. Or, you know, there's the obesity thing that plays into it too. We try not to get complicated like that in the book, which is why it focused on global hunger more than it did on domestic hunger. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We, you know, we we malign people who send their kids to McDonald's with two bucks to eat, but you know they can get a meal for that. I there. Know. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's I don't know. We need to. We have such a complicated relationship with food in this country um, that I think we really need to heal. Yeah. Um, but there's you know we can deal with our own grown up. Um, psyches around that but as long as there are kids who don't have enough to eat on a regular basis in this country we need to take care of that first so get over ourselves and figure out how to get them what they need but it's um without playing the blame game or but the idea that we would that we would cut subsidies for school lunches for the underprivileged it's just sanity that's insanity it's it's anti it's anti-christ and it's american but that's not what we do it's so. cr- it's just cruelty for the sake of cruelty. Ugh, it's awful. Yeah, it's gross. It's um, so yeah. there's hope for that. Uh, you know, it just needs a a groundswell, and not even a a tsunami, but just a groundswell of people engaging on this issue again. And I really think we can make some progress here, in a even in the craziness that we're living with right now. Yeah. There, you know, plenty of people still want to do good things, yeah. even in Washington. And there's plenty of and there's plenty of organizations that are doing good things. Absolutely, I mean, just find Art. find one and get involved. 
That's right. Do yeah. something. Yeah. There's this wonderful, if I recommend one chapter in the book for like your average listener who maybe has a couple kids somewhere, either in nappies or in college, somewhere in there, um, <laughs> to, to read that I think we can, anybody who's raised a child in this country could sort of uh, empathize with or see themselves in. There's a Rachel Marie Stone, who's just an absolutely gorgeous writer wrote a chapter and she's written a book about food and faith and she's got a couple kids and she works in a school and she tells a story about how there was a like a mitten drive or a glove drive for underprivileged kids um, who live near the fancy school where she taught I think um, and she saw like some mother had bought like the really beautiful kind like not cashmere gloves but like maybe cashmere gloves, like really nice, really warm, really quality, not the, the $2 bargain bin ones that we, we, we think like, oh, we'll just get, you know, 15 pairs of these shitty yeah. $2 gloves. And, so, and she talked about like, wouldn't you want a kid who didn't have, whose parents couldn't afford a pair of gloves to have gloves that are as nice as your kids? Oh, yeah. yeah. God damn. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like so you're bringing your stuff to the food pantry. Don't bring like the, the pickled beets that have been living there for 13 years on the back. <laughs> Go get the good. Pe- like I was telling somebody, like if you're going to give canned peas, get the lesser. Spend the. <laughs> like get the nice ones. If we're going to do something for somebody else, let's not skimp. Let's be, yeah. you know, let's provide for them what we would hope somebody would provide for our children if they needed it. Um, it, it, but she says it in a way, a way less hectoring way than I just did. But I mean, it's, 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 it's human empathy. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the what drives me so crazy sometimes about Americans is the complete. And I would say mostly American Christians too, like the lack of the ability to put yourself in somebody else's place. Yeah. To yeah. go. I, I mean, my, my wife and I, we spent years on food stamps like not i mean in the entire time i was full-time employed right yeah but underemployed because i have a completely useless fucking degree from a fake christian college like <laughs> so same but raise like, your hand so like you... i know right but like once i left once i left the church in ministry like that degree was literally like it wasn't worth wiping your ass with like and so I was, I was full-time employed the entire time, but underemployed and we relied on that. And I, I wouldn't take that back for anything mm. because yeah. now I can go, I can look at people that are on food stamps and go, have a sense of empathy with them and go, I, I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like yeah. I, at no point when I was on that, did I, was I like, Oh, this is freaking fantastic. I, want to live on this for the rest of my life. It wasn't the Ronald Reagan welfare queen bullshit. Like yeah. it was, it was, I want to find, I wish I could find a job that paid me enough to get off this. And I finally did, but it took freaking years and it was honest to God luck yeah. that I got it. Oh, and there's so many people who are in your, sh- I mean, I, as you're telling the story, I'm thinking about people that I went to my, you know, Christian college with who I know, have been on at yeah, one point yeah. or another on food stamps and they they were busting their butts they yep, were working yep. two jobs three jobs yep. uh, it just it just wasn't happening and thank god that there was a system at the time yep. for them to help them provide for their children because is there a more primal urge uh, beyond keeping your child physically safe 
then to make sure they are they have enough to eat. I mean, I that's just yeah. yep. ubiquitous it's, in yep. humanity. It is. And so to not be able to do that for your child, unless there are really extenuating circumstances of like mental unwellness or other things, like any parent would just be beside themselves if they weren't able. I know I would. I mean, I'm half Italian and and food (laughs) is one of my major love languages. And so... (laughs) And I've seen what, you know, you know the story about, about Vashko when he first came 11 years ago. I mean, he was teen, he was nine years old and he was, you know, three feet tall and about 35 pounds. Yeah. And once his, the working heart, that was important, but like food, ample food, rounded nutrition. I mean, he, he grew, it, it was like a house plant that had been watered after six months. It was amazing to see what happens when you get, when a body that hasn't had adequate nutrition gets it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and th- you know, and to see that happen. So that was one of the important things Jenny and I wanted to make sure happened in the book, that it wasn't just a bunch of largely North Americans of some privilege writing about the issue of hunger, that we had the voices of people who had actually experienced hunger themselves in the book. So Vashko wrote about being hungry as a child and then for, for the first 10 years of his life and the second 10 years of his life living here where there's ample food all the time and we yeah. kind of forget. It's a, it's a great little section. Oh my! Thank God. you. Yeah. I'm really proud By the way, of him. Vashko, handsomest dude on earth. Yeah, he's really the good. Dude, he should be. A, <laughs> he, he has like a kingly face. Like doesn't he? He should be a king somewhere. Maybe he is. I mean, it, Jesus, I'd rather have him in the White House right, right now yeah, than this, what we have. Vashko, 2020. He's with me. Okay, I wouldn't do that to him, but yeah, right. I know. <laughs> and he wasn't born here, so yeah, he's actually from africa yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's he's uh thank you he's he's right now he's is in indonesia uh with a gap year program for three months studying with a small group of students um experiential studying and without screens or phones so we're at, incommunicado we can't reach him and he can't reach us so that's been fun <laughs> <laughs> not that i'm Su- super fun from a mom it. perspective right yeah yeah but, you know so um, we, we do get occasional uh they have sort of like a private facebook not facebook thing where the the kids can take pictures and give them to their instructors and the uh, instructors cool. will upload we get i know i know i've seen pictures from it on your yeah, feed but that's okay cool. came in last night so that's yeah, cool he's his first home stay with two muslim women in in awesome pink flowery hijab i'm really i can't wait to hear all about this when he gets back that's which means he's so gonna have great. to talk to us so yay <laughs> winning <laughs> uh so um this is ostensibly a spiritual podcast. Um, huh, what? <laughs> this podcast? It, yeah. I mean, according to Apple, maybe. Maybe. It start, four years ago, it started out that way. Um, <laughs> Screw you. I'm out of here. <laughs> God. One of the, <laughs> we went from talking about Jesus to needing Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we, though? <laughs> Boy, God, if anybody does, it's the three of us. Um, <laughs> the One of the early chapters talks about like three biblical topics, and I, I want to cover this that need to be part of the discussion when it comes to hunger. One is God's special mm-hmm. concern for the poor. Um, mm-hmm. The other one is sin is both personal and social. Yep. And the other one is the third one is a, def- a definition of economic justice. Can you touch on these three topics? It can be brief, but um, cause we don't want to keep you forever, but just, I want to cover those three things. Cause like I said, we do have some people who are pastors and oh, <laughs> yeah. ostensibly still Christians. Well, so. Okay. So here's the, here's the nice thing about hunger, but I'm pumped. Um, <laughs> Nobody's going to be pro-hunger, right? Right, right. And, and it was something that everybody seems to agree that Jesus, Jesus actually 
explicitly talked about. You can't really parse feed the hungry, you know. Yeah. If they're, you, you, I was hungry and you fed me, so it's inextricably connected to whatever the good news of what we call the gospel was is stuff shit he told us to actually do yeah is right. right up there on the top so this is a central issue that we anybody who calls himself or, or aspires to be a follower of christ um has to be engaged with and has to be concerned about or we're doing it wrong you know if yeah. we're not concerned and engaged with helping people who are hungry thirsty orphaned widowed or in jail, then we're not, we're not doing it right. So we have to be doing that. And it's something that isn't controversial. There's no wiggle room on that. And it was, by the way, it wasn't a suggestion. Like when you get around to it, it would be nice. No, (laughs) right. Like, right. Like you're not getting into the, the disco in the sky. If you don't (laughs) feed the hungry, I mean, which, you know, it's not a workspace theology that I'm referring to, but you know what I'm, yeah. He was pretty, he was pretty explicit about that. Or if you get there, he's going to be pissed off if there is actually a physical place, which that's a whole other episode. But um, so there's that. So that was the first thing. Second thing is the personal is political. Is that what the second thing was? Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, uh, wait a minute. Let me, let me find the question again. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, sin is both personal and social. Yes. Also that. So po- politics is 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 universal and personal. And so is sin. Yeah. Um, and so we are responsible for trying to manifest in, in whatever way we can a reality here on terrestrial earth that looks like the kingdom in heaven. Right. As I understand it. Right. Yeah. So nobody's hungry in uh, in the more. OK. Yeah. On this side of the veil. Yeah. On that side of the veil. No. Yeah. Wherever that is. So um, we have to act like we're actively building the kingdom of God on earth. So we have to do that. And we don't get to say, I have, what I do has nothing to do with how some child in uh, Hyderabad doesn't have enough to eat today because I don't have anything to do with that. Well, of course you do because you are human and we are all connected and your sin is connected to their suffering. And it because it is. Yeah, right. And you know, I'm not a theologian. I sometimes play one on occasional TV, but <laughs> I don't. You know, I can't sit here and give you chapter and verse. But that seems to be if you pan out to fifteen thousand feet, not even cruising altitude, and look down at the overall message of what Jesus was talking about, yeah. and what he told us to do, and how he lived, what how how I fall short, and how I injure people. And how I make decisions that are not in the best interests of my health, physical, mental, and spiritual, or yours, doesn't just affect the people in my house or on my my street or in my yeah. town or in my country. It's we're all connected, and therefore we're all responsible for each other. So that kid who doesn't have enough to eat today in some back street in a difficult neighborhood in Hyderabad is your responsibility. Yeah. is my responsibility, is yep. our responsibility. So, yeah, so there's that. And then the, th- the third thing was about social justice. Uh, definition of economic justice. Economic justice. Well, that's a little more complex. And I, 
I can barely balance my checkbook, but um, <laughs> it seems like uh, it's the 21st century. Okay, you should a, be doing online banking. Why? Let's let's talk about the younger generation again. There's a reason why. There are many complex reasons why, of course, but there. Brother Bernie, his <laughs> message. I, we just saw on Valentine's Day, Maury, my husband and I went and and saw. Um, Dr. Cornell West speak. That's because that's how we ro- we roll. We're so romantic <laughs> that way. Um, so he's talking about Brother Bernie. So you know, Brother Bernie and his message of it's not. It's like socialism light. I mean, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, yeah. It you know, maybe we shouldn't just be concerned about us having enough. Maybe we should actually figure look up at the systems of how wealth is shared or not or or resources are shared or not like yeah. i said we we grow enough and produce enough food on this planet right now to feed everybody yeah but you know a very small percentage of it is just a percentage of us have most of it and that's not right that's absolutely. just that's just that's not that's not the way it should be absolutely um you know, ideally, yeah, we all make our we we earn our own thing and we keep our own wealth and we have our own. But nobody exists in a bubble. Nobody can do that. I mean, how many people do you know um, have enough means to hire their own firefighters? That's yeah. a pretty rarefied error. OK, it doesn't mean that they shouldn't do that. But, you know, what if we were left our own all of us left our own dev- devices when it comes to fire and we didn't have things like, you know, public fire departments <laughs> municipal yeah, fire right, departments. Right. so there there's there's we have to reconsider how we think about prosperity and scarcity and and wealth and privilege certainly which i think we're in a pretty good learning curve some of us are at the moment thinking about that in a way that we hadn't before you're talking about how um Americans have a hard time putting themselves in other people's shoes sometimes. Um, well, we're, we're learning a lot about uh, normativeness <laughs> in that, like, my experience as a white cisgender uh, woman of some priv- straight woman of some privilege is, is not the normative experience for all of humanity. Yeah. I know that now. And I know that in a way that maybe I didn't as well a few years ago. And I'm right. a big swing and lefty. But, you know, so... We're, we're reconsidering lots of things from um, our identity as humans in its variations and what that means um, and whether that's a threat or that's something deeply, deeply beautiful, um, which I think the latter is the true one, obviously. Raise yeah. your hand if you agree. And so, but we have to, so when it, economics, global economics, personal economics, um, is something that I think we're all going to have to wrestle with in a, in our perhaps already are wrestling with in a different way. And depending on, you know, who's sitting in that white house a year from now, um, oh God, uh, <laughs> this, yeah, we're not just pineapple. I just literally can't uh, pineapple, even pineapple. No pineapple. I, I just dry heaved anyway. <laughs> but, you know, imagine, imagine if, imagine if it's not a, fake billionaire or a real billionaire and it's, you know, brother Bernie or somebody else like that. I don't know that the conversation will change. And yeah. I might've just joined the democratic socialist party just to well, say I that. Mean, I mean, just along those lines of like the fact that like a guy like Bernie is labeled as like this radical. And really all he's saying is 
hey, Jeff Be- Bezos is worth $70 billion and paid like no goddamn taxes. Yeah. Like maybe he should so that people should have health care. And people are seeing that as like this fringe. Yeah. Crazy ass <laughs> Stalinist. Like, like no. what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I all know. he's saying is like the rich should be paying their share and they're not. Amazon made hundreds of billions of dollars last year and paid zero dollars in taxes. I know. It's insane. It's, it's nuts. Insane. It's absolutely nuts. I, I just cannot wrap my head around it. I, By it, the way, America doesn't have a far left movement. If there was a far left movement, they'd be advocating. Oh, they'd be advocating. I mean, that's the they'd thing. be advocating for forced seizure oh, of property. God. Yeah, this is how it starts, though. I mean, it's just uh, like, God damn Then they're it. coming for our guns and our, our trucks oh, that built Jesus. smoke. Well, even so, uh, come Lord Jesus. Yeah. Right? Oh, <sighs> hell. Okay. It is, yeah. It's fraught, man. It's fraught. It is. But, but there's hope in there. You got to, you got to, I'm working on a couple of book proposals of my own this week because it's, it's time. She needs to write something yes. of substance herself. And one of the projects I've, been asked to think about and i have been thinking about for more than a year now my apologies to the acquisitions editor who's interested um is (laughs) about looking for the light um which may or may not be a book for advent but is has become when i didn't have a spiritual practice or couldn't muster words or anything else um a few years ago and at various times of my life uh a friend of mine um was this right after my father died maybe seven years ago said you know we're coming up on advent just look for the light where you can find it oh yeah and that but has that's, become that's hard that <laughs> it is, but it's there it's there it is and so i was gonna, at my office gonna call bullshit on that <laughs> it's there i promise it's there okay <laughs> and the darker it is the easier it is to see it ha 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 um which is poetic bullshit but it's also true <laughs> I, just, I just went to see my ophthalmologist who told me I have unusually large pupils <laughs> <laughs> which is not the first time in my life I've been told that I just hadn't thought about it since I was <laughs> somebody told me that for the first time so um, I, I see I literally see more light than most people do so I know I have like maybe an advantage coming into this mechanically with my eyes, but it's when you start looking for it, I sort of trained I'm a, and I do photography and I've, mm-hmm. you know, light and shadow is um, something that I've always played with. But when I remember to, to do that, especially when I'm feeling super bummed out, I mean, and sometimes it's just, you know, a ray of sunlight beaming off the Pacific ocean outside my window uh, that happens to make its way through the 72 layers of curtains in, in, in my, in my lady fort. <laughs> Dad. Well, oh, I think it, we found I, our hashtag or, or <laughs> lady fort. Yeah. Uh, where if it's literal light like that, or it's, you know, you're, you're scrolling through Twitter as I'm want to do. And it's like the horrible and the awful and the nasty and the outrageous and the, Oh my God. And, he did what? And the, ah, and then like some heartbreaking video from Syria of children suffering and then somebody being mean to an animal. And then, and then, you know, Patton Oswalt tweets something that's just fucking profound and full of light and joy uh, from a guy who knows what it's like to be in the darkness. So you look for it where you find it, you find it where you know, 
you look for it everywhere and you find it where you can. Yeah. Let's put it that yeah, way. We live in Indiana and haven't seen the sun since yeah. July, I think. So... <laughs> I moved away from that region for that reason a long time ago. I am. I mean, we live in the environmental Twitter. Like that's I where we live. You do. It's mean, and it's just like, oh, I'm going to be 50 today, and you're like, oh, the crocuses, and then <laughs> wahoo, it's negative five, and everything's gray. And that's the thing. It's not that it's snowy. It's gray. It's frozen. I yeah. under. I'm still reeling over black. the fact that you're you are like Vin Diesel from Pitch Black. That you can see. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, do, do you know what I'm talking what? about? Have no. you ever, have you seen what? the movie Pitch Black? Do you think you've seen Vin Diesel? Vin whoever Vin, Vin Diesel Pitch Black? You is should. that like a car movie? I don't no, know. No, it's, it's not a car movie. <laughs> it's uh, one of the movies he didn't make. That's okay. not a car movie. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the non-car <laughs> movies. But he can he can see he can see light better. Like he has this. <laughs> he had this surgery done on his eyes. Oh yeah, see the light. So he can see in the yeah. dark. Oh. Oh, that's going to make its way into a book proposal, my friend. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Absolutely. If there's not a chapter called Vin Diesel and Pitch Black in your new book, <laughs> yeah. you'll never be on this I, podcast again. I am Vin Diesel. Yes. Hashtag late uh, One so. more question, and then we'll do a lightning round. Um, I, have, I have a question okay. that's not related to anything, but can I, I talk about it? You, you so, he's always so earnest. Please I've bring been, it, brother Bratton. I've been taking <laughs> so, notes to so I didn't interrupt. So you're welcome. Thank God. Well, I do yammer on, so please go. Um, no, you're fine. So your son Voshko was is a published writer now. Yeah, uh, he is coming That's from crazy. a fa- coming from a family of writers. I mean, yeah. what what is that? I I'm, I'm sure you're in, indescribably proud of him, but what does that you know mean to you just as a writer to see your son sort of take on that role? Um, he's a natural storyteller. And I'm glad that writing, even though English is not his first language and Mm -hmm. it's still something he struggles with um, to really give the fullness of what he wants to say sometimes. Yeah. He's he's more comfortable writing than almost anything else academically. And that makes both his dad and I very, very proud and very happy that um, that's been something that has come sort of naturally to him and you know kids mimic us yeah absolutely for, for worse most of the time for worse but yeah. that that is something that he will do um and that when like you know we had some crazy racist shit happen here at the house a few years ago when he was still in high school and the first thing he did was go downstairs and write I I've never you, read I it. think you told Wait, us about that fucking lagoon? Yeah. no you told us about that though i think <laughs> oh, yeah, the last time you were on yeah yeah, yeah, that was gross. So and that took a long time to get over, and I was trying to get out of here to go to some like non-racist utopia that doesn't exist anywhere. Like Indiana. Um, you know, so, mm, yeah, we're like. <laughs> you should come to Martinsville. There's no Confederate <laughs> flags here. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, look, I grew up in Connecticut, <laughs> down by the city. Not like, oh, maybe it was a farm somewhere. No, and that was a Hartford interstate. No, I grew up in that Connecticut. Yeah. My family was deep, you know middle class but i grew up around a lot of wealth and in the town where i lived through junior high and high school and all through college where my parents moved away from like not quite 10 years ago um when i was in high school the grand wizard of the ku klux klan lived in my town in connecticut yeah, yeah. in the 80s 
I keep so, telling people, yeah, like, Trump got elected because of the suburbs. Like, it wasn't shitty racist town yeah. like ours. It was definitely the wealthy suburbs that elected him. Yep. So, <laughs> anyway. Why do, why do you keep bringing up that asshole? God damn it. All right. Anyway, All right. lightning yeah. round. Well, he, ready? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, Michael's got a question. Wait, he's uh, been Michael's preparing. Got a question. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. You go. Um, well, first of all, I want to say, let's, can we give away, like, three copies of your book? We're going to do that. So... Yeah. Um, do you have them? Yeah. We'll send we'll, them if you don't. No, no. We will. We will send them. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll okay. buy them. We, we we are gonna buy them um, because we Thank believe you. in what you're doing. Because you so. bought tickets to Bono's concert. Yes. We, this I is did. our paying. It you forward. support Bono. We support <laughs> you supporting Bono. So. Thank you. So, yeah. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> if people wanna wanna uh, to get a copy of the book, uh, Twitter dot com slash Pastors Podcast. I'll have the the tweet pinned. At, uh, yeah, so to so go there. Yeah. Um, retweet once, us. Yeah, retweet it and make sure you're following us so we can actually slide into your DMs and get your address in a non-creepy pineapple, way. Pineapple, pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I wanted to say that. And then also, um, the I, thank I'll, you for that. I want to get your thoughts on um, High Fidelity the, the <gasps> from Hulu. Okay, so... Deeply formative film experience oh, for that one of my top five. One of my top five. It's a top favorites. five film. We quote it all the time. Love Nick Hornby. Yeah. That was I I'm I'm a record store nerd. Yeah, and so that was I. that was my era. That was the tail end of Hot Cusack and that <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Just, okay. That's not that. boy, this has been a hashtag rich <laughs> interview. <laughs> oh, John, we, we love you and appreciate your outrage. Nobody does it like you do. Anyway, so I, I, I was aware that this was happening, and I was aware that Zoe Kravitz was attached to it, and I think she's a, a lovely and yeah. talented and soulful actress, and I like to watch her. That sounded creepy. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I didn't read much about it, and then it came out, and I was like, yeah, I can't. But then I did. And, and I watched all of it. Oh, I, see, I only watched the first it's two episodes. One sitting. No, I've watched the whole thing. It gets better. <laughs> and so at first I was like, fuck you. What do you mean it's in Brooklyn? But then it, it actually works. <laughs> it works really well. And I know that my Chicago homies are going to be like, meh. And rightfully so. I was there with you. I felt that way too. But really, they own it. And the way it's been reimagined so that we love this movie, but like, John John Cusack's character in that is a problematic character today. One hundred percent. So it's like it's not one of those that you watch and you feel good about, like um, almost famous or something, like another Hornby Enterprise. But um, actually, wait, I, I'm lying. That's not Hornby. That's the other guy, Cameron Crowe. Yes. Um, <laughs> the other but, guy. You know, similar, 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 <laughs> um, similar points of view. So, yeah. uh, but what they did with it, and I was like, oh god, are they just going to make everything male? female and everything white not white not that there's anything wrong with that but that just seemed like a trope that was not going to take them very far but they reimagined everything in such a smart and soulful and it felt like really truthful way um that i loved it and then you can't do that movie as a series or anything else if you don't get the music right yeah yep and now i'm gonna have to watch this tomorrow west love is the music curator or one of them at least and 
Yeah. They oh it's it's ah oh, the soundtrack is amazing and I'm discovering it's n- funny new to me and that. violent and the soundtrack kicks fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's 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 it's, oh, it's incredible and the characters you know the sort of Jack Black character who's now an African American amazing woman yes. who's like. Uh, whose name I, I've looked it up several times to remember it, and I didn't know I was going to be talking about this, so now I've forgotten it again. But she's brilliant. Yes. Um, uh, it, it's just, it's really, really well done, and they don't tie it up in a neat bow, and it's everything is held a little more loosely, um, and it's it in its messiness. Ah, it's just great, and but the music, man. I mean, I was I was stopping it, looking up songs, discovering new nice. to me artists, like I did. The, like I did when I mean, I who had heard of the Beta Band before? Oh my god, oh, dude! I freaking love the Beta Band. I bought the three <laughs> EPs. <laughs> I was one I? of the I was one of the five copies he sold. <laughs> and they and the so you know they're not leaning into the same songs, yeah. Walking on yeah. Sunshine and stuff. They they it's different, but. <laughs> But there's like a big thematic song, like Songs in the Key of Life. I'm getting Jesus shivers again. You know, they bring that Stevie Wonder. It's like a thread that comes through the whole series. And, you know, some of those really important musical moments are there again. Again, it's sort of in a reimagined way. It's it's beautifully done. Kathleen, and yeah. I loved it. Kathleen. Yep. Top yeah. five crimes committed by Stevie Wonder in the 80s and 90s. Go. <laughs> Sub question. <laughs> Is it wrong to criticize a really great artist for his Latter-day Sins? Is it better to burn out or to fade away? Fade away. <laughs> uh, God, yeah. I've watched that movie uh, a hundred times. It's one of my all-time favorites. Awesome. I'm, I, well, I, 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 God, I'm I off tomorrow. I'm going to start watching that series. I had series. a feeling you liked it, and I... And I tried to get these guys to watch it. No, I'm going to start watching it. Oh, I'm going to. No, fuck you. I haven't been off since you mentioned it. Come on. God damn. (laughs) Well, I was really, really like, "Mm." and then I sort of like towed the water. I'm like, I'm not going to talk about it until I've, you know, seen all of the first episode. And then like, you know, 20 minutes that I'm stopping to tweet because it's that good. Awesome. But I've had to I've had to talk a few people off the ledge, you know, like uh, Sandy Villarreal. Hey, Sandy at Sojourners is a dear friend, is the you know the editor there, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna watch it. Is it safe to watch it? I'm like, yeah, Mama Bear says it's fine. You can watch it. But then she's <laughs> and she's outraged. She's like, what do they mean? Move to New York? I'm like, it'll be okay. Trust me, it's safe for you to be. <laughs> um, and then a few other people who are like my deep, deep, deep music nerds, and I was like, no, trust me. Trust me, you're in good hands. Quest, Quest has got us. We're good. So, <laughs> you'll like by the way, if you haven't listened to the Broken Record podcast with Malcolm Gladwell and uh, Rick Rubin, uh, they do an interview with Quest Love that is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, Best Obama uh, story ever, uh, I will man. say. Like, it's well, so he has. Good. Yeah, you've heard his. You've heard his Prince story, right? Yes, he about talks about Obama. it on that too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best Prince story ever. Yeah. So, oh, I'll have to listen to that. That'll it's be good. My next walk, I'll listen to that. All right, uh, lightning round. Here we go. Round, round. Okay. Uh, I'm most stretched. most recent movie you've seen? Uh, in, in the theater or online? Just whatever. Or, um, it's not. Uh, 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 crap! What did we just see? Um, we've watched so many things in the last. week. We just watched the Malcolm X series. What did we watch before that? Oh, uh, we saw um, Jojo Rabbit. Finally. Oh, Ooh. I want to see that. Oh, must. <laughs> uh, last cocktail you drank. 
I had a Chopin vodka on the rocks with a twist on Sunday night with friends at a restaurant. I Jesus. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to look it up. Uh, most it's, recent... <laughs> Go ahead. It's the um, white liquor is for rich white women. Yes. <laughs> it's clear, clear, clear alcohols are for rich women on diets. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly that. That is the... the <laughs> Um, most recent book you finished? Um, what did I just finish? I'm looking around at my side table. It was either, um, The Places That Scare You by Pema Chodron or Activist Theology by Robin Henderson, Henderson Espinosa. Nice. I think. But it was also probably a volume of poetry. As well, I'm trying to think of who I read last. Uh, I can't see it from here. <laughs> Probably David White. Okay. Perpetually reading. So. Uh, last album you listened to, start to finish. Well, it's interesting that you say this. Um, last night, I discovered in doing a project, uh, some research for a project, that there was an album that Little Stephen Van Zant released in 1999 called "Born Again Savage." Ever heard of it? Nope. Nope. Either had I. <laughs> Uh, it's Little Steven, Adam Clayton, the oh. bass line, for, and Jason Bonham, John Bonham's son, the drummer. Nice. And they recorded it in like 1989. It was released in 1999. And it has, it's this like political, spiritual protest rage rock. And it's amazing. Okay. Go we'll, find it. We'll have to find that. Yep. Definitely going to yep. find that. Start to finish uh, first Lebowski quote that comes to mind. Dude's ringing. Dude's ringing. Phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> God, I use that. That all comes the time. to mind. Yeah, Anytime. Fuck it. Ringing, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Uh, <laughs> surfing. <laughs> I'm off my game. <clears throat> the yeah. uh, As a surfer, he explored the beaches from Leo Carrillo <laughs> up to Pismo. <laughs> So. <laughs> My, that, the best scene in that Thank movie you, the best scene in that movie is when the ashes blow back in dude's face is. Oh. that is the funniest so goddamn good. scene in any movie I've ever seen oh my god yep. Uh, yep. place you want to visit but haven't yet Ooh, uh, the Shetland Islands and nice ponies there yeah I hear the ponies are great. <laughs> do they have dogs and they have really hairy also, dogs there too don't they? they well I don't know about the dogs but they do have really hairy <laughs> Sheep and some pretty <laughs> awesome sweaters. It's a, I'm a knitter. It's a knitter's paradise. Um, and I would also one of one of Weird Al's lesser known hits. <laughs> it's a knitter's paradise. Uh, and Bosco is in Indonesia, as mentioned. And we're looking at uh, Bali has been a place that's been on our Ooh, bucket list. Oh yeah, so. yep. Uh, invis- invisibility or flight? Invisibility. Nice. Not a question. Uh, you know what's funny? It's like no guy will say invisibility because everybody <laughs> thinks they're a fucking pervert if they do. Yeah, no. I'm going to hang out in the girls' locker room and uh, 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 a flight. <laughs> well, in, in their minds, they're like, invisibility would be pretty fucking great, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, Joshua Tree or Oxwing Baby? Oxwing Baby. Okay. I've heard, and that's because I've heard the Joshua Tree way too many times in the last few years. That's probably true. But, yeah. Okay, uh, last one. In an alternate, alternate universe, you're married to a member of U2. Who is it? Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him I said this, okay. but Adam. <laughs> yeah. 
I yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I like his haircut now. I'm as straight as an arrow, but Adam is a handsome, handsome dude. Yes, he is. Yeah. And the kimono, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the kimono, and it's as good as you imagine. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> where can people find you? On, where can people find you online? Uh, any at, at your favorite social media outlet under the handle God Girl with two R's and no I. So G O D G R R L. Largely on Twitter, mm-hmm. sometimes on Instagram. Once a day to check in with my distant family on Facebook. Yeah, cool. Well, as always, a genuine pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, we, I we, love this. We love you. We love talking love to you. you. We need to make it. Less when you write that bullshit book on light being <laughs> better than <laughs> darkness, let us know. And we'll... Now you realize <laughs> this book is for my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. You're the yeah, best. Thanks, Keep thanks. it weird. We oh, will. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Michael, stop it. God, why do I have to get you to do this, dude? Stop hitting microphones. Five stars get red. Hey, can I get another one of those? No. God damn it, no. Shot, 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 shots. There's no five stars. <laughs> I think there's some Twitter feedback. There is some Twitter there's feedback. There's some Twitter Twitter, <laughs> Twitter feedback. We don't have a five star? <clears throat> no. All right. Do you, can it. you blame them? Until we get another five star view, I'm going to play this every week. Sex dogs, no balls. Sniffing Boy. fucking don't call them doggos. Okay. Uh, Twitter. Uh, Susan Fraser at Fraser underscore RN. Her? I think I say this every time, but she's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, at Pastor's Podcast, really been enjoying the alternative orthodoxy episodes. Well, it's almost over. Thanks, Polly Name Matt, for your preparation and bringing us the word. Also, cocktail IPPs are the best. Into the Wild book and movie are awesome, and Drunk oh, Michael yeah. is the best. Michael hashtag the only he only has one mill. Oh, that was uh, no, it was a mill. No, it's I no. said no, oh. mills. He only has one mill. I, I noticed, Susan, you you didn't mention one of the pastors. <laughs> uh, the one that does no preparation. That one, fuck you, <laughs> and the fucking horse you're in. Uh, on. He thinks about it more than I do. So, <laughs> in terms of like the 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 orthodoxy shit, yeah. Oh, David Sluss at Michael's Explorer. Hot take yeah. at about the 36-minute mark. That's nuts. No seeds. God <laughs> damn it. I that was, <laughs> it was pretty good. That was, I love that after 198 episodes, Pastor's Podcast and still caused me to snort with suppressed laughter at work. Whatever else may have changed over the last four years, that has not. What has changed in the last four years? Uh, well, we're all atheists. Have we done this for four years? Uh, it's Damn been near over four years. Oh, no, God. no, almost Mar- no. March will be four years. Oh, whatever. Almost two hundred. Seems like ten. It's uh, almost... putting on the fits at J Fitz four thirty two at Pastor's podcast. Billy gets it. <laughs> I'm a week behind on the pod, and I have a question. 
If you buy the Jeffrey Epstein candle, is there ever a debate wow. whether it blew itself wow. out? Wow. Wow. Hashtag well, Epstein candle blew itself out. Hashtag a good amount of wetness. Wow. That, I tell you what, though, that is a quality tweet. Like that. <laughs> that's really well done, Jason. Good job, my friend. Dude, I listened to a <laughs> podcast about Epstein. Yeah. Dude, that if there I have to continue to believe in the hell. Yeah. Because of people like that. That dude was a fucking piece of what shit. What a goddamn ghoul of a person. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. Jesus. I'm Chris Hansen. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, you're not. Yes, I am. <sighs> yeah, Chris Hansen would have had a field day with that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. You done? What? You done? Okay. Are you done? That's yep. a question. Ooh. It's a yes or no question. Sure. God, can I have your fucking keys, man? Are you Michael? This I, oh, I, have, right. I feel like every that's week what, that's what. Never mind. I have to take somebody's God keys. What? Nothing. It was a joke. It was. I have to take somebody's keys every fucking week. Somehow I'm the sober one. Yeah, because you drink a shit ton. <laughs> I was going to say you drink way more than we do. Eh. No, no, definitely. You know how many beers I've had since our last episode? I didn't drink yesterday. None. Oh, God. <laughs> I like how Matt skips one day of drinking. He's like, I'm no, sober, I drink bro. less than you. In oh, my, okay. In my defense, I was going to take Sunday off, but Brad calls like, hey, let's have bourbon and cigars. Dude, fuck okay. you. Don't no, I was. It. I totally was. Jesus Christ. See, Brad, you're contributing to that. Fuck it's that. your fault. No, your fuck fault. that and fuck you. That's why in nine months. <sighs> fuck me, man. I like he's going to go to fucking rehab one of these days. But, oh, it's my brother's fault. Yeah, and the therapist's going to be like, go fuck yourself. Get out of here. I could literally not drink till the, like next Tuesday and be fine. Bullshit. No, I could. Matt's so great with Matt's Michael, moderation. do you buy that? No. Yeah, absolutely not. Let's 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 put a wager on it because it's no, been I'm a while not, since. Not, no, 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 no. No, since no, no you're so fucking sure. Let's, no. let's put a goddamn wager on it. No, I said I could. I didn't say I would. Oh, okay, there yeah, it's a there huge it difference. Yeah, yeah there oh, it is. Yeah, that's what just, all the just like the motherfucker oh. alcoholic that I worked with in, in the <laughs> factory that was like, I drive better when I've been drinking. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, that's yeah, clearly the same. Is that right, Roy? You fucking do? Right. Jesus Christ. Oh, I can stop anytime I want. I bet you couldn't go. I bet you couldn't go four days in a row. I've done it before. Well, yeah, I've done you, it recently. No, no, no. No, you, no, 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 no. I no, have. No, fuck that. <laughs> All right, let's do. I bet you can't go six days between now and there's no way between. No, 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 no. Between here and the next podcast, there's no way you go without an alcoholic drink. I don't want to. Ah, oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. No, like I enjoy beer. I enjoy bourbon like you guys do. I don't give a sh- I, I I don't have to have it. No, fuck the both of you, man. Didn't you have something you were going to fucking gonna play? I was going to do an intervention thing. But Go ahead. Fucking do it, No, man. it wasn't. No. It, no, fucking do it. Was, it. It was unrelated. <laughs> no, fucking do it. it Go a, ahead. No, it's all related, Okay, this man. is this is a new. This is a new. I love this. God. <laughs> Just do whatever you're going to do. Get it over with. It. I forgot about it. Hold on. Let me pull it up on, on the news feed. Um, <laughs> God damn it. News feed. Um, so here's what I was going to say. This, I, I said this is the beginning of our intervention with Matt. This is Matt. It's my brother's fault, Polly. So here, here's a, a study. A study has shown that uh, dog owners take more photos of their pet than their spouse, spouse and their family. <laughs> What? 
That was the article. I like I my dog. I mean, I, I take photos with my wife all the time. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You, when you guys start start mega tweeting or mega Instagramming photos with your spouses, let me know. All right? I've seen your fucking feeds. Brad's last five posts have been his goddamn nope, cat. Absolutely has Bullshit. It. Uh let's see. The last five. One, two, three, four, three two of the five. Okay. That's forty percent. Okay. Have been my cat. That's too much. I've I've got two posts on Facebook, so yeah, I'm and fine. that's on Instagram. Nothing on Facebook. I haven't posted anything on Instagram for probably over. Oh there. my god. <sighs> well, only three of the last five of mine have been dogs. So <laughs> that's the point. Study shows that that's true. You are a statistic, and you guys are fucking assholes. So let's just move on. Funny, you guys always like my fucking post, so you guys can hear my fucking ass. Play your fucking Sarah McLaughlin song. Play whatever you want. You know, I tell you what. It's been a long time since we've been giving you a lot of shit. No, I tell you what. Like, honestly, I know I blow a lot of shit at you guys, but... It's fucking hilarious when you, because I know this gives you so much joy <laughs> to do this shit to me. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Whatever. Wind him up and watch him uh, go. I know. Uh, I, I don't care. I definitely <laughs> don't care. I, I can definitely not drink for six days. I could. I just don't want to. <laughs> Huge difference. <laughs> oh, God. Can we end this, please? <laughs> Michael, it is 934. <laughs> How's Weight Watchers going? Matt, great, notoriously great at moderation. Dude, fuck Weight Watchers. God. I drank juice and a fucking oatmeal bar. 12 fucking points. Dude, fuck this you. because oatmeal juice bars are nothing but sugar. And it's juice, oatmeal. No, juice is it's sugar water. Sugar. Good for my heart. <laughs> You could have eaten an orange for zero points and you drank a glass of orange juice. And have been hungry six. I mean hungry ten minutes later. I was hungry all day yesterday. <laughs> I didn't fucking eat anything and I had I was over my point somehow. Oh, yeah, my because Pop Tarts aren't I didn't eat a Pop Tart. I didn't eat a Pop Tart. I didn't drink a pop. Nothing. I was fucking over on points and I didn't eat fucking anything. I can't go to Taco Bell. No. I didn't do anything like that. God, I got to dinner and I had three points left. <laughs> Dude, you sent you sent posts today to us, message today of us about Weight Watchers. I was like, no, dude, it's not about it's about fucking moderation. You are shit at moderation. I there's nothing I didn't moderate. God damn it! You know what I had for lunch? A piece of chicken, a brick, and some. Salsa. That was it. I ate a brick just to help my I had chicken my and salsa, and it was fucking six points. God damn it. You can't fucking eat anything. Jesus. I'd rather die fat. I'd rather die fat and happy. It says so much. It says so much that you and I can, Michael and I can lose weight on this, and you fucking can't.
I just I don't give a shit. I'm not overweight. I don't care. <sighs> God, I'd rather fucking run. I'd rather fucking run. Oh, because that works out really Whatever. well. Whatever. I'd rather do that. That's where do, Arms of the Angels than started. Then fucking do this bullshit. Oh, my God. I'm totally going to vomit. Uh, <sighs> oh. All right. Hashtags. <laughs> oh, God. Are you going to play the song? I already played it once. Oh, you right. played Hashtag. I, no, I got a bunch. All right. No, I don't. Just, it, well, we paid all right. close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide. What are you doing? All right, I turned it off. <laughs> uh, hashtag questionable ham. <laughs> hashtag the, the lesser ham brother. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag off-puttingly <laughs> thick, but with two C's. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> I'd lick that off your chest. That's That's literally only you. That's it. Hashtag Cinecom. <laughs> no. Come on down to the Cinecom. I don't know what this is. Hashtag We're pop, pop, pop out of your pumpkin. Biscuits. What? Pop, pop pumpkin. pumpkin. I said pop punk. I don't even. I, that's what it was. Hashtag late MXBX. <laughs> Hashtag penis toe. Hashtag oh, our state looks like a sandwich. <laughs> that needs to be on the <laughs> Iowa license plate. I, I can get you a penis toe. Hashtag with nail polish. Hashtag constant boner. Hashtag can you believe it? Hashtag You know you know you know what about this 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 can you believe it? You know, it's it's Jamaican me crazy. <laughs> Damn it, man. Hashtag, hashtag Ray's brother. <laughs> what What was that in reference to? It says it's Ray Kroc. <laughs> hashtag Chinese beef jerky. <laughs> oh, shit. Hashtag Thin Lizzy 2020. <laughs> hashtag Jesus shivers. Hashtag from talking about Jesus to needing Jesus. <laughs> Hashtag unusually large pupils. <laughs> Hashtag lady fort. Hashtag environmental Twitter. <laughs> Hashtag Vin Diesel in pitch black. <laughs> God, you talk about a fucking deep, deep, deep cut. And deep cut. Hashtag not the, bad. the tail end of hot Cusack. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag knitter's paradise. And then hashtag a, a piece of chicken and salsa. <sighs> hashtag, hashtag thin Lizzie 2020. <laughs> Hashtag Jimmy O'Rourke. Chicken and salsa. Hashtag Jimmy O'Rourke and the Schlancha Singers. (laughs) Hashtag Jesus Shivers. Hashtag the. Hashtag Ah, Jimmy (laughs) O'Rourke. Hashtag Jesus Shivers. Hashtag the disco in the sky. Hashtag Lady Fort.
Hashtag <laughs> tail end of hot Q sack. Oh my Hashtag God. questionable ham. Hashtag oh. my cat would drink that. What the fuck was that? I have from? no clue. Hashtag my oh. Cinecom brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag pop pumpkin. Hashtag my cinecom lady brings all the boys to the yard. Hashtag job of the hut of toes. Hashtag bust a sister. <laughs> Hashtag small device down someone's throat. Hashtag you got the big toe covered. Hashtag Chinese beef jerky. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. I've got questionable ham. <laughs> <laughs> off puttingly thick, uh, off putting, off puttingly thick, questionable ham. Um, <laughs> cinnamon with milk. Uh, cinnacum. My cinnacum. I think cinnacum is my favorite. Uh, penis toe. Uh, bust. <laughs> bust his sister. Bust his sister. <laughs> that, that is my front runner. Papinus, Jesus shiver, unusually large pupils, lady for the tail end of hot Cusack, and <laughs> really hairy sheep. It's got to be either my Seneca. No, all the I'm, I'm, the I'm vetoing that. No. What was the other one? Uh, I mean, what was the one? Bust a sister. Bust a sister. That's got to be it, man. That is so fucking great. Leanne Rhymes. Because for one, it's a Leanne Rhymes reference. She's been dead for twenty years, and but it's a Bust a Rhyme reference. Let's do Bust a sister. Leanne Rhymes has been dead. Who died? <laughs> do you remember what Bomba Tom used to do with that? <laughs> Oh my and Rhymes, God! You won't hear her in the station, but we do her. Nope, nope. Backup noise. Dot wave. I'm not even drunk enough to make that joke. Mm. Wow. Jesus Christ! It's not my joke. Oh really? No. God, yeah, where did she yeah, end up? It's not offensive because he didn't tell it. He just repeated it. All right, fine. Delete it then. I don't care. No. What is going on here? I'm a busta sister. Just a busta sister. What 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 happened to my I, freaking soundboard? Who cares? Wait, did I mute you? <laughs> Probably did. I don't know what I fucking muted you. Did you Michael. unplug me? I don't know. I didn't unplug shit. Wait, no, I think so. Wait, why is no. there not a I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Who cares? <laughs> what are we doing? We're deciding? done. Just end it. He can't. <laughs> Hello? Is this thing on? Oh, God. Can we hear you? Fucking Brandon's on his bullshit again. <laughs> In the goddamn pub. Is God he? God damn it, man. If he posts anything, Brandon is on his bullshit. Michael, what are you doing? I'm trying to figure out why my thing's on. It's because your computer is an eight-year-old sack <laughs> of bullshit. <laughs> That's why. 
that's that's why it won't work, Michael. Yeah, oh, there it is. There, there it is. is. Yep. All right. Uh, what was the new? What was what, what just? What are we <laughs> you got to do, bust a sister. Bust a sister. <laughs> if you've listened to this episode <laughs> in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag bust a sister. Um, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. You can also enter to get free uh, books. Yeah, hit us up, you man. Know, retweet, follow. The End of Hunger by Ka- with uh, editor Kathleen Falsani and Jenny Eaton Dyer. Yeah, and then um, also call us. Call me on the phone, bro. Fred, yeah, what are you doing? Right now. Why do you want to plug your me. goddamn microphone? Call, call me on the phone. <laughs> Nobody can hear you, Brad. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. If you're heard right. a, a drunk walrus, that's what Brad sounds like right now. Wilford Brimley. Yeah, throw your mic at Brad me. Brad the great. drunk Wilford Brimley. Jesus Christ. What was Buster Rhymes' big hit? Did he have one? I don't know, man. We may not have an episode next week if we don't get enough voicemails. Yeah, hit us up, guys. Now, where the hell is Steve Austin? Oh, God. No, don't invite him. I'm not inviting him, but... Well, you kind of just did. No. Oh. That was fun. (laughs) What is a shitty podcast, Alex? For 200... (laughs) I'll take... Who are the glorious pastors? Did he literally leave? Out oh, the door? he's in the bathroom shitting his bowels out or something. Most likely. I still haven't found any Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Etc. 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 Him? Yeah. See you later. Her? Her? I'm going on his podcast this week. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> I was on it last week. Later. Thanks for.